Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission. To Unite Our Culture to Diversity, I'm your host, Delvin Cox. And for the new year, I have two special guests on <laughs> doing a special podcast. I'm going to call just the five for five. <laughs> I have my boy Mike from the What Up Doe podcast. Yep, what up, though? What up, brother? I fucked that. I should say what up, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and you only get one chance to make yeah, that first impression. Yeah, so. yeah. You can't now go back and say you it. Can never, you can never, you can never get off a smooth first time without no. The yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> just completely screwed that up. That's, that tells you how the shit go for me today. <laughs> <laughs> and my other homie, who's been on here multiple times as well, from the One Mike Black History podcast, my other boy Mike. Man, what's, what's up, up, man? What what up though? <laughs> you understood the song. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so to clarify what this is for y'all, what what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down the five bad, great things about the year, the five not so great things about the year. Now, I think it'll be a really cool thing to do to just kind of discuss. So each one of us is gonna bring together. Five good, five bad, and we're gonna give our reasons why. So I guess let's start. How you, how you want to do it? You want to start positive or negative first? I mean, I do love this. I do love to be negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, negative it's, is kind of it's, my it's, thing. It's, it is kind of my, my thing. It's both my blood type and my life motto. Right, exactly. <laughs> it is kind of my thing. All right, let, let's. Uh, we can odd eve and keep it. You know. Yeah, I got it. Let's start. Overwhelmingly out. negative or whatever. Let's start with negative first. This ain't no, this has to be no particular order. So, which one? Oh, are I kind of, I kind of ranked mine. Oh, that, yeah. that's fine too, isn't it? That works. <laughs> so, which one of y'all want to go first with y'all? Number five, negative thing from twenty twenty two. Nah, man. Oh, man he, I was gonna let Mike go first. Oh, I mean, I can. That's fine. It's fine. Um. Wow. wow. Okay, I so you feel I, unprepared. I can go first. I did feel unprepared, but mostly because I didn't rank these and I don't even know where to fucking start. Like, I just kind of just wrote stuff, negative shit down. Um, All right. But, I, I, I can give you a break then. Get you, get, give you a minute to get your, get your thoughts. No, no, no. I'm going to go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, Let's okay. go. I was rock. Um, yeah, number one, it's like it's fucking Elon Musk. Like, God damn it. <laughs> He's also on my list. So we all can talk. He a lot. Like, you a lot. It, it's, it's, it's difficult in America when you have someone who's rich because people assume that because you're rich that you're doing something special and that you're smart. And that is just not the case. I mean, some people just born on third base and then they get to act like I hit a home run. And that's just not the case. And, and, and rarely in, in life, do you get to see a person torn down? <laughs> the tarnish worn off and found out that your, your Rolex is actually <laughs> you bought that shit at the swap meet. <laughs> it is like, wow. Like not only, not only are you not smart, like you're less smart than I expected. I mean, I like to expect you to be okay. So like with Kanye, Kanye is a genius at music, right? I get that. But he also assumes that it makes him a genius at everything. And because of his narcissism, he believes I can be president or whatever. And I assume that he was at least a decent businessman 
because, hey, you got businesses, you a CEO of three companies, you should be halfway decent at that, right? That's not the case. You seem to be terrible at everything. You seem to be a fucking dumbass at everything. Like, I'm surprised you got here. Can you tie your own shoes? I, I'm, I am impressed and disappointed in someone. Like, how did you make it this far? How were you this rich and this dumb at the same time? And only a white man could do that. Only a white man could be that mediocre and rich. <laughs> <laughs> if, if 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 a black man was ever that rich, they would be a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Elon Musk. Well, shoot, I, I guess I'll go on my is Mike. Well, is uh, Elon Musk on your list too? No. Okay, perfect. So I, I'll go on my rant about Elon Musk being a piece of shit, horrible human being, because yeah. I guess this this ties into it. My whole thing, he's on my list, but my, he's on my list for similar reasons, but he's on my list, list because he frankly destroyed Twitter. Yeah. He like, he like, he like ruined the one thing that everybody universally loved about, like, about social media. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it, he, he ruined it specifically for white privilege and ego. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what annoys me about it the most. And I know people like, what I find fascinating about the whole Elon Musk situation, him buying Twitter and stuff like that is it was it was funny because when he when he bought it, when the sale, everything went through, you saw the specific audience super happy about it. Mm-hmm. And we all know who it was. And they were like, oh, let's bring back this person. Let's bring back all these terrible people who got kicked off of Twitter. And let's do that. They were excited about it. And then Elon a blast on that and start bringing some of these people back. And then the bit, the big one, I think the biggest one was that, um, he brought back Donald Trump, his Twitter account. Donald yeah, Trump he, told, he yeah. did, but Donald Trump also told him to eat a dick. Like, I was like, I feel like I haven't seen Donald Trump on Twitter. Yeah, that's, you okay. haven't. Well, he's just chosen not to get on it, but he yes, but yeah, oh, he yes. could too. Want it. Yes. He, he made a big spectacle about him bringing back Donald Trump's Twitter. And everybody was like mad about it. And then Donald Trump, and to give Donald Trump credit, he was like, fuck y'all. He 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 he's like, I'm using my truth social. He made a big thing. Like he mm. he thought he, he did the Donald Trump thing, like, oh, Elon begged me to come back. Uh, he begged <laughs> me to come back to the platform. I don't need it. I have truth social. He and he, he and he kind of did the Trump thing and it kind of to me, honestly, it worked for Trump. So I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. that sounds like some real, that some real yeah. shit. I ain't yeah, mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm not mad at the way he handled that. That's exactly the way you you should handle a situation like that. Pump up your own brand and then tell dude to eat a dick. Yeah, <laughs> like he was he was practically licking my boots. And I yeah, said, right. I said, no, so, so I said, no, yeah, that, get that's off exactly me. what Trump kind of said. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I kind of respect that. I'm like, <laughs> I kind of res- I kind of dig that he just like nah. I'm on here on truth social. That's that's how you open a 2023 giving yeah. Donald Trump props. Like, what? Right, 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 right. Wow, right. Right. Oh, oh, that's going to change. He like it. <laughs> <laughs> Delvin is on his Dave Chappelle. This ain't even, but, you ain't even ended yet. <laughs> I, I will say the add on to the Elon Musk day, which I find funny, and what kind of tops it off to me the best. You know, when you fucked up, when you go to a, a show, where everybody fucking hates you, and it's not a show like that's like, like let's like let's let's break, break it up. The Dave Chappelle show. 
That, by all circumstances, should be Elon Musk's people. They should be. They should be. But, but they all were like, nah, fuck him. Right. <laughs> they booed the shit out of him like he was at Showtime on Apollo. He was the motherfucking Sandman coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and they booed <laughs> so long, so much and so long that Dave Spell had to like try to take up for him. It was like, no. Elon Musk is the perfect example of the kid who never was cool in life. No. But ended up getting a lot of money. So he thought he thinks money could buy his coolness and like, and like tell him nah. And he started to get the harsh reality like, no, we don't give a fuck how how much money you have. You're still not fucking cool. Yeah. Nothing about you's cool. You don't have any swag. Mm-hmm. You fucked up. And see, this is the thing. And that kind of trips me out. The people, particularly the people that spell show, they didn't get mad about the transphobia. They didn't get mad about anything else that Dave Chappelle did. But they were pissed off Elon Musk on that goddamn stage. Yeah. <laughs> they, let every, they let everything else slide. They bought the tickets to go see Dave Chappelle. They let everything else Dave Chappelle did slide. But, but fucking Elon Musk get on that stage yeah. with a bridge too motherfucking far. <laughs> they were like, and, then, and then left in they fucking Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh no, you, you done took it to the wrong spot. Yeah. Hey, hey, so let me ask y'all then, since both of y'all had Elon on there, how come, well, one, how come y'all haven't made the declaration of leaving Twitter? And how come the people that did didn't actually do it? Okay, so like what what is the what what is the um what is the goal in declaring that you are leaving Twitter if Elon Musk buys it? Like what what to what end? And then for, uh, and then the other question was are, have you guys considered that? Um I don't even know what their end is because there's not a decent alternative out there that scratches that itch like Twitter. And for me, um I I had told people that I was going to stay till that shit becomes personally problematic. You can say the N words up, you know, two hundred percent. I'm like, I mean, it was always it was one percent too much before, so <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a problem, and it hasn't been a problem for me for problem for me personally. And one of the things about about black people as a whole, and this is a difference between us, and I don't, I mean, I knew this this I knew this episode was going to be about about white folks and here we are but they run quick they run quick because they're not used to having to deal with shit black folks have to deal with shit on a regular basis this is what we do we're constantly dealing with shit so when faced with somebody like ah ah this is problematic but we deal with bullshit every day so i'm not about to get ran off this platform black twitter is is twitter like it's the only thing keeping this bullshit ass platform together. That and the news. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that Elon Musk doesn't see that. That's the pro- that's the reason why I know he's a fucking dumbass. Because you you not you don't even see where your base is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your base is not the right. Like even if every single one of them assholes came on board, which they're not, they weren't, they're not gonna be here on a regular basis. But black folks, we're here every goddamn day making jokes. <laughs> Clowning each other, we have yeah. such a tight cloud that it's really not that problematic. Like, like that white folk and that crazy shit is way over here. It's like a Venn diagram. They way over <laughs> here, and we here doing our own thing without you. Like, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so it's not. It hasn't really been a problem yet. So when people are like, "I'm leaving," "I'm bailing," like the only thing that I could see really, really 
tossing me off this place is a lot of the policy change. He has a, a policy change coming down the pipe that's like some wild shit that is like, we're going to force you to give your location data for ads. And once you opt in, you can never opt out. And I was like, that's the kind of shit to get you banned in the EU. Like you didn't even think this through or nothing. Like your legal team had to tell you that that's a terrible idea. Though that kind of shit, I could kind of see being a like, all right, maybe I need to back up off of this. But as of right now, you're going to tell me it's just more racist up here. I expect racism. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of what I was getting at with the question. Because uh, that's 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 basically my stance. I'm like, I'm not going to leave the platform just because it changed ownership. I'm going to leave it when my experience changes. Right. And right now, my experience is exactly the same. So right. as long yeah. as I, I'm not going to leave it prematurely, I'm like, right. I'm going to first let him fuck it up. Then I'm going to leave it. Yeah. And I'm going to hold him accountable. I, I, I call it like watching a, a, watching a train, um, a car crash from the inside. Like, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what fuck it up on the inside. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my reason why I haven't left because I'm like sometimes it's fun to watch the world burn and watching yeah. certain things happen on Twitter as a I result mean, of him even, fucking up I like it's not even really that for me it's like because I don't even see that like when I say my experience hasn't changed my experience like my timeline is my timeline like I right. see that I don't see nothing different oh, so it's like stuff. I don't see well you have you have a much bigger timeline yeah. than I do but like I don't I don't see anything different. So I'm not right. seeing Twitter. I'm not even seeing Twitter changing. Like people's like, oh, Twitter's way worse now. It's the exact fucking same. Thing. It is the exact same. And then when you offer me alternatives, it's like fucking Discord or, for, or some program that's like vastly different than what I'm used to. I was like, nothing scratches this fucking itch. Like I enjoy your Discord, but this ain't it, fam. I'm not going to be here every day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You have Twitter, to be looking. Twitter's an auto open. Like as soon as I unlock yeah. my phone, like, <laughs> like the the amount, like I, there's no way I can go and just get the ran, the most random bullshit that I get from Twitter. Twitter will have you like the algorithm will have you right next to an intellectual and some really deep conversation about geopolitics. And the very next one will be something wild about how some girl wants her ass licked. You can't get that nowhere else. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you really can't. Yeah, you know, Facebook don't do that. Facebook, nah. can't. it's just like Facebook feel like it's for old people. Yeah, it does. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't even like I, building. I still a, like Facebook, Delvin. <laughs> I, I don't even like building a, pla a, a an audience on there. I'll be posting it just like because I feel like something I need to do. Like, right, I guess I need to post for you, motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even, even bother posting on Facebook. I don't want my grandma. Messaging me about what this is, like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> right. She's not going to understand the joke. I had that happen. My mom was like, what is this? Ugh. If your grandma is on Facebook, you shouldn't even be friends with her anyway. So no. I, like, I, I, I tried that. <laughs> what, she logged into your account? And, and no. No. no she, she, they, they all called me and presumably, hey, why are you not friends with me on Facebook? Like, oh, my goodness. Like, no. Why are you worried about it? Why do you care? They care. <laughs> they care. Yeah. They legit care. Well, if any of my family cares that I don't have them on Facebook, they ain't saying nothing. My family definitely ain't cares. nothing. I don't say nothing. I keep I, I I keep my mouth quiet. And when I do post, my dad is like in the comments, like great one word answers. Yeah, awesome. My, Come my on, family man. do the same thing. That's my, like wife, my wife's grandma be doing that. She be leaving the coldest the coldest answers like that. Like, it'll be a picture of, like, me and my wife, and we smile, and we got our family. No, actually, no, she do it the most on pictures that's just me. Like, if it's a picture of, like, me, yeah. 
Gar some shit, she'll comment and be like, okay. Right. <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> like, I can't tell. Like, is that a threat? Like, that could right. be anything. Right. Like, you an old black woman. That could be anything. That could be anything. Like, 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 okay, next time I see you, it's on site. Like, okay, young fella. Like, I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, that's that's my Facebook experience as well. For like now, I'll just leave this Facebook experience here. The real my, my real self is on Twitter. Leave <laughs> yeah. yeah. and my wife in here, Facebook. which is a bonus. Not that I, not, it's not that I'm doing anything unscrupulous. It's if I say something wild, my wife is not like, "What do you? What is that? What does that mean? What does that mean? What did you say that? Like, <laughs> it's jokes. It's jokes. It's about foolishness. Don't take Don't nothing I say seriously. <laughs> Who is this girl you're talking to? Nothing I say seriously. I told you that. <laughs> this is a whole different culture. Like, you can't just, like, walk into this culture and exactly. understand it. Like, exactly. I just exactly. had, like, my 14-year anniversary on Twitter. Like, I'm, like come on. Exactly. Like, this is a whole new life. It's a whole different exactly. life. Exactly. All right, Mike. Oh, yeah, I guess it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, give you number five. So I'm going to give the one that I just added just now. Because <laughs> it's been, but so like it's been bugging me. Like one of those things where it's like it's, it's constantly picking at you and you're like, yeah. oh, that's annoying. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, that's, and then it, yeah. it's like, it's like uh, the water torture. It's like eventually it's like, all right, this is getting to my fucking nerves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my number five thing is people arguing wrong. And when I say arguing wrong, I mean like people come in with their agenda with what the, the point that they want to make. And they're so uh they're so set on making their point that they will fabricate the counterpoint so that they can then argue with it. And it amounts to essentially putting words in my mouth that I didn't say so you can argue with me wrong. And then it's it happens on my YouTube channel a lot. Like people want to see they see something that they noticed in a in a television episode. And they want to tell me, like, yeah, 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 I saw this. And I'm like, I said that in the video. Like, why are you like, like, I, okay, like, <laughs> you, okay, you noticed it too, fine. Or they'll say something like, well, blah, 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 like something like arguing with me. But I'm like, I didn't say that though. And so, like, somebody hit me with that. Uh, and I could actually give you guys this real world example. Uh, somebody posted an article in a Facebook group that I'm in for the Pistons. And, well, it wasn't an article, it was a video clip. And it was a video clip from, I think it's, uh, I don't know the name of it because I haven't heard it, but it's the podcast that uh, Steven Jackson does with, I think, uh, Matt Barnes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I think it was a clip from that, and Freddie Gibbs was on it. And Freddie Gibbs, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> if y'all listen in the audio, faces were made when I, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I said Freddie Gibbs was on it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know. But uh, Freddie Gibbs asked them if they thought that the bad boy, the Pistons bad boys were a dynasty. And Freddie Gibbs said that he believed that they were. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes both said that they believed that they were not. So they posted this in the Facebook group. I, whose Piston fandom is unquestionable, still said two ain't a dynasty. No matter how you, no matter how you wrap it, no matter what kind of shit you add on, we ain't even talking dynasty at two. Like two, we ain't even having conversation. Dude comes in, argue with me, saying like, like, oh, so you saying it's three then? I'm like, no, I didn't say it's three. I'm saying we could like, and he just kept saying things like, he kept saying more shit because he wanted to make the point that the bad boy Pistons was a dynasty. And he's like, well, they beat the Bulls and all these times and they beat Magic and they beat 
Larry Bird, they beat him. I'm like, okay, so they beat the like, like your argument for a two championship team being a dynasty can't be who they beat in the conference semifinals. Like that, like yeah. that is not that's a, not a, a argument for a two championship team. And everything you said, it didn't result in the third championship. Right. They did get they did get robbed of a third championship, but at the end of the day, they only got two. We ain't having a conversation. And this man put all kinds of words in my mouth that I ain't say because he wanted to make the point that they were. And I'm just tired of motherfuckers who argue wrong and twist whatever it is that the topic is or twist whatever the person that they're talking to said so that they can get their comment off and fuck what you actually said. They they just want to make their point. And that shit is getting on my nerves. And that's just my number five because my shit is ranked, niggas. So it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the wow. That's the wild part. That's you have to rank them shits. Yeah, I, I, I rank everything. I appreciate that. Mike's number five is just people. People are just stupid. That's yeah, that's stupid. I mean, just, but he not. He I not wasn't wrong. even gonna put that on there, like, because of course that's where I go to. And, and my my number one does just kind of it, it kind of just fucking, encompass people, humans. People, yeah, people it's like stupid, uh, yeah, but but. Yeah, that one just that one's been irking me all year. And then the fact that that happened right before we started doing this podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this off. I'll put this one up, this other one on. Yeah. No, I, 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 I no longer agree. care that Roe v. Wade got overturned. I'm now putting on <laughs> right, which I forgot, which I forgot about. But that's crazy how how, how this year has been. Is it, this about is it. how fucked up this world is. Well, I, I that's my number four. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you. That that's my, since I poured it up, that's my number four. And, a, but, and I, I'm saying it now because it doesn't really evolve an explanation. Like I don't have to explain. Yeah. My, no, my no, you really don't. Nature. I don't. Yeah. Like that. That's that's number four. But it's gonna tie into a positive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, are, wait, are we going through all five of our negatives? Or are we gonna go like negative, positive, negative, positive? Oh, negative, positive. We can go through all five of our negatives. Then that works. No, I was just asking. Nah, that's, we can do I, a positive. Because I fucked up and said my number four negative, but well, we could we could pretend I didn't and just go to positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll go to the positive then. Okay. My number five positive is um, it's an easy one. I think it's an easy one. It's the Black Panther didn't suck. <laughs> no, and it should have sucked. It, yeah. it legitimately should have sucked. Yeah. There's no way that you should be able to put a cohesive movie together when you lost your main character. Yeah. And this movie, it works. It works. <laughs> it's, sim- it's similar to, like, yo, I, because I, me and my son went to go see it, and we were, I was nervous, like, yo, how yeah. they gonna, like, explain this shit? It's like Chadwick was kind of the anchor of the movie. Yeah. And watching, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this movie. Yeah. And, like, I enjoyed it. Without spoil, I like I enjoy everything about this. This is not like I wouldn't say this. Except is for that movie. ending, except for that ending, I was like mad at that bullshit. But I, I kind of got it. I kind of got the the after credits part of it. I'm like, okay, that makes a little sense. They kind of no, no, like the the hey, we're gonna draw them out by coming to that hood. Oh, okay, and, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. like like no, that's how you get shot. <laughs> 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 Terrible plan. <laughs> I, I think it doesn't bode well for Delvin's collection of 10 items that one of his top five positives is that a movie wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. But no, like I fully expected it to suck. And, and and the fact that he made his list and it was a decent movie, I'm like, I'm with that. It was a decent yeah. movie. It I'm wasn't like, you know, Angela Bassett was great. Um, uh, 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 Mbaku was great. I can't remember his name. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Duke yeah. Yeah. That's Winston it. Duke. You got it right. And um, 
I got, I'm not really in love with Letitia Wright. I think she's kind of weak as an actress, and I kind of wish they hadn't made the choice that they made, but, you know, whatever. She's cool. <laughs> I will say this. The fact that she's at any intellectual playing a person of science irks the shit out of me, and I can't really, it won't, I can't get it out. I can't, like, it won't oh, stick out my spirit. You know? <laughs> it, it didn't bother me until, like you said, the decision that they made. Like, that, yeah. that, that kind of made it, that made it worse. Like, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, not made it worse. That's what makes it bad. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, like oh, I, I kind of could live with it until then. It yeah, like, yeah. Like, when you was in the background, you were playing M, I was okay with it. But now, right. <laughs> exactly. uh, no, I didn't really think about it until just now. Like, yeah. That kind of doesn't make any sense. Person who is. Yeah. I was really pulling. I was really pulling for Mbaku to be that guy, but I, I see why they didn't choose that because he's a lot. Yeah, he's a lot. I, I, <laughs> I, I do appreciate that if you know the history of Black Panther comic books, all those things are options on the table that make sense. Yeah, I'm like yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like if they didn't yeah. use Mbaku, like I, that makes yeah. sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's actually toned down. In the in the movie NCU, yeah, and in the comics he was like he was we was at, they was at odds, but in in the MCU he's a lot more chill. What I did find funny is that <laughs> he was talking cold cold shit about Kukukukukan, and then he rolled up on him and he punched him into the next universe, and he started made to read a book on that nigga. He's like, wait a minute, who is this nigga? <laughs> But, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah, great. I, I love it. I love it. it I enjoyed was, it a lot. I don't feel like it was the same movement as the first one was. It's It was going to be too somber of an occasion. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was. It was a lot of loss. It was a lot of loss. and a lot, It was. It had, like, a, such a heavy cloud over it that even when they had jokes, they felt out of place. Like, you yeah. would have a joke when... When when Mbaku comes in and he calls um uh you bald-headed demon. He calls a Koye your bald-headed demon. <laughs> I mean that's a funny moment, but in the movie it's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but we got some serious shit going on for real. Like <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I will even say this. As much as I like the movie and I liked it a lot, I don't think I can watch it again. No. It might be the only MCU movie I, well, that I like a lot that much that I probably like, all right. I, I don't have to see it. this again. It's no. not because it's bad. It's just because, like, yeah, this is it's heavy. I want to. I'm looking to move forward from it and and yeah. to get something more the lighter or something a little bit more happy or something else like other than this. I knew it was gonna have weight to it, and I was like, ooh, boy, I can't see this no more. Yeah, it's kind of like I I enjoy the dark stuff and in like movies and stuff like that. But when it hits home, when it's something like actually real, it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. And they set the, they set an incredibly somber tone opening with the opening crawl being like all, uh, all Chadwick stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. you could hear a mouse fart in my theater. Yeah, during yeah, the, during yeah, I was too. Crawl. Like it was, yeah. So they, they set a, they set a mood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I think they came like straight in, like the, the funerals within like the first couple of minutes. And then they, the way they tied it in with him and his death being sudden in real life and his death being sudden in, in the MCU and him not letting people know that he was sick until it was too late and her feeling that loss that I could have helped save you, but you didn't tell me had something going on. Like that's like, he did an incredible job. He did an incredible yeah. job. And the way they tied it in made it make sense because they never really answered. You never really found out what the fuck happened to him. You're just like, 
oh, okay, well, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. They're like, all right, I do. You just have to kind of make an assumption, and you know what it, yeah. you know what it was, and we're yeah. not going to charge yeah. that and tell you some bullshit like, oh, it's some magic fruit that happened. And he, yeah, he died from that. Yeah. Like, nah, you kind of get the idea what happened. I did like Namor though. Yeah. I love Namor a lot. Matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that they changed his origin and made him made him Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it worked for the MCU. I think it really it really worked. And when he pulled up and he come about the water, he looks like a fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a problem. Like it. All right. Mike. Oh shit! What's your number? What's your number five? I guess positive. Oh man, I might sit on. I might sit on one of these. Um, so this one is probably because I got I got some other ones that are you know, but this is more towards for me. Um, you know the podcast has been doing really well, man. It's been a good year. It's been a good year for the podcast. It's been a good year for the YouTube channel, man. I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. You know, I still have some of the same issues, like Mike was saying, some of the same issues with crazies, and they come into the comments. I don't know how people answer their comments because I'd be wanting to fight. <laughs> I'd be wanting to fight. I'd be deleting this shit. I'd be trying I not say, to. I've started deleting them. I've, I've stopped looking. I've stopped looking at them, and it makes it hard because some of so many are so positive, but that one will just mess up your entire day because it'd be like, it's trash. I had a guy come in there the other day and was like, hey, if. <clears throat> If you actually studied your own or did your own research instead of getting uh, so and so from a Wikipedia page, something you know to that something to that effect, and mm-hmm. I was like, "But you just asked me to do my own research. So wouldn't looking up from a Wikipedia page be doing my own research? Like I don't understand what you're asking for me." <laughs> but of course, I did not get into an argument with him. I just deleted it. But it's still some of those some of those things kind of just <clears throat> stick in your head, and it's rough. To yeah. that same effect, I I really enjoy the YouTube channel. I enjoy that people appreciate the, the you know the content, and it actually does much better than the podcast. To be honest with you, so it's been a good year, man. I I'm looking forward, looking forward to 2023 and and, and more Black History content. <laughs> I, I like yeah, it's a plug. That's also a plug. You know, hey, I got a, I got a new episode out on the Greensboro Four. You know, onemichistory.com. <laughs> I, like I like it. That's a good answer. Wow. That's uh wow. <laughs> we have a lot in common. Uh my number five my number five is uh my I'm have, glad about my YouTube channel. I had a good year. <laughs> yeah. that was, that, uh, I'm serious. That, I, I could show you I could put show you my phone. That that it that's it's there. Uh but yeah, it, it's for the same reasons, man. It's like it's it's a wild feeling, man, to to put yourself out there like that and, and put your own opinions out there like that and have people come through like random motherfuckers just be yeah. like, yo, I fuck with you. Like heavy, yeah. like, like yeah. I love your shit. Like, oh, yeah. I subscribe. Oh, come through. Oh, I'm ch- mad. I've been waiting on you to drop some new shit. Like, yeah. that, yo, having people say shit like that. And then like, yeah. now I can, now I'm starting to make some money off of it. Yeah. And it's just like, I see like, a lot of potential. Now I'm like, I'm like zoned no, in. Man. Like, it's like, so, like it's, I feel like I'm, I really I feel like I'm in a mood in the in the in the mode like I'm moving like I'm, I, I'm I really feel like yo this could be this could be a retirement plan a little bit you know what I'm saying yeah yeah no that's, <laughs> no, that's how I'm feeling like I'm yeah. nowhere near anywhere near that right now yeah. 
but like I'm starting to see it now. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I can make that happen now. Before I was just kind of like, all right, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. But now I'm feeling like, okay, I got a base here. Mm-hmm. I got act like actual fucking fans and shit. Mm-hmm. And like now people are coming through and now I'm starting to get some money. And now I'm like confident in it. I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. I got my style, my brand, like everything is kind of coming together. And it was just like a really, it was a good year. Um, not like in a, I mean, it was a good year for me being new to the shit, but like from that perspective, but I, what I mean, it was a good, good year in the sense of like how I feel about my yeah. experience with it right. uh, this year. So, and it, it's given me hope for 2023. So yeah, that, right. that, that was mine too. I like it. Those are great answers. I like both of those answers. I guess I then I guess I can kind of go again. Right. And, and since my number four was my negative Roe v. Wade, yeah. Knock stuff out. Yeah. So, well, like, my I guess four, we both can go. Excited yeah, and then I, and then you two. Oh, is, oh, it is. Yes, yeah, on my list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and and just real quick, like I did, I put it on there for obvious reasons, but like it really was one of those things that like I would have never thought would ever happen, and then it just it just like that, mm-hmm. just like that, mm-hmm. it was gone. And when I say just like that, I don't mean like the votes or either. I, I mean the fact that like the process. Even though it took it took years, but like the process, it, it that was still just like that, like how quickly yeah. like Trump got those judges in there and and got every like the way he orchestrated to make that happen, it was yeah. And I still didn't think they would do it because I always felt like without that carrot dangling in front of them, what reason would they have to vote? Like you have so many evangelicals who are like this is their only reason for being. And without that carrot, I didn't see what would they continue to keep coming back for. And they're like, yo, fuck that. They'll be back. <laughs> We're doing this. And I'm like, all right. They did it. <laughs> well, well yeah. I, I'll kind of bring it up because this is it's my number four negative and it's my number four positive. And I'll tell you why. Because it's negative for me because, you know, how everything went down and the fact that People who were paying attention saw this coming, including Democrats, mm-hmm. and they essentially did nothing about it. Nope. They kind of let it happen. A little bit of hubris, a little bit of arrogance. Let this happen. If they would have put the right things in place years ago, this would have never been a thing to happen. We should have codified it into law a long time ago. Yes. And the fact there that- was, There were a lot of decisions made along the way that could have uh, prevented that from happening. Yes. Yeah. Even something as simple as as- if Ruth Bader Ginsburg had stepped down. Yeah. How old ass knew she, she was knew she was sick. She stepped down a long time ago. We yeah. had to we had the methods in place. Even something simple like that would have could have changed it. And, and that's kind of my point. It's a lot, a lot of the thing, a lot of the reasons why this happened is arrogance. Like yeah. arrogance on on the Democratic Party side in terms of like, hey, instead of and not, and kind of not thinking that Republicans would do this. Like the fact that we got the Supreme Court that's now majority Republican. And there's, I think that's, to get into the positive side of it is, and it's kind of negative, but it's positive as well. I feel like this is the first time in in, in, in my lifetime that people see the Supreme Court as being open, openly biased now. Yeah. Usually, the people don't really care, never really care about who's on the Supreme Court. Because they always look like, oh, the Supreme Court's going to do the right thing. 
This was one of the few times in history where people were like, nah, y'all are on some bullshit. And they kind of blatantly showed their hand that they were on some bullshit and they were like showing they were biased, like the whole thing that Clarence Thomas did after yeah. the ruling and stuff like yeah. that. Kind of showed us like, oh. They've been on their neck. Yeah. And they were, and like Clarence Thomas was like, oh, we're going after same-sex marriage and the interracial marriage and all this other stuff right after that. It kind of like, okay. We see y'all on some bullshit. And- they weren't. They weren't gonna ever go after interracial. Yeah. Not, not not his. They were gonna wait for him to die or whatever gonna yeah. happen. <clears throat> my whole thing is the fact. I think that's why it goes into positive. The fact that they played their hand and showed everybody what they were doing, kind of lit a fire under people in the midterms, to the point where people got <laughs> voted out and it, and it made Republic like it, it seemed like a lot of people who were. For Roe v. Wade getting overturned, kind of got put out of office, got kicked out of office. Yeah, yeah, and they did. Made, it made a lot of people kind of backtrack, like, uh, maybe this ain't as popular as we thought. <laughs> yeah, people, people went from saying, "Oh, we're gonna just ban all abortions," to, uh, let's slow down on this now. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I'm glad that for once, Republicans are seeing consequences for the actions that didn't come from the Democratic Party, came from the actual people. Like Republic, like Republican voters and Democratic voters, are like, but a party in, in times that they don't agree on anything, they kind of agreed on this. They're like, nah, we didn't want y'all to do this. Yeah, we were talking shit, but the, the evangelical people who were talking shit don't reflect all of us. Cause, no. and then you start to see the whole story about all these Republican senators and who had abortions and stuff like that, who kind of were for Roe v. Wade. It's like, ah, I like kind of seeing. The curtain pulled back and seeing who yeah. these people really are. And like yeah. even when you want to go down to who somebody else can probably be on my list, I'm quite sure. Herschel Walker. And him like being so He's definitely pro, on my list. He's pro, 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 pro abortion. And then you're like, oh, he had a whole bunch of abortions. Yeah. Niggas the abortion king. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, now I, I appreciate seeing the curtain pull behind and we're starting to see cracks in the Republicans and it's kind of affecting their party and it's making them adjust to that. So from something super negative, which was Roe v. Wade being overturned, positive is coming out of it because they are not doing what they want to do. Their whole plan was, okay, we're going to get rid of abortions completely. And a lot of them were having to backtrack because their people in their states are like, nah, we don't want you to do that. And because of that, they're like, okay, I guess we got to drop this so even though they got rid of it, it's kind of affecting them in a negative way. Yeah, and costing them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I want to speak on this point, and, and we're gonna have to just kind of like remember where we are in our list and shit because it'd be ridiculous. It it would be it would be Herschel for me to not allow to not to not speak on this point at this time because <laughs> this is my this was my number two positive was the yeah. midterm elections, yeah. and it was because. Uh, it wasn't like the midterm elections were incredible or some shit like, oh, no. everything that I wanted to happen, happened. It, it's not like that. But the midterm elections uh, were, in my opinion, a very definitive repudiation of the Roe v. Wade overturning and the election denying. Right. And that gave this curmudgeon a little bit of hope. Yeah. Like, it, I still kind of feel like democracy is on life support. But it's better the it's better than the yeah. fact that I thought going into the midterms it was gonna yeah. be dead. 
Yeah. yeah. So like we came out yeah. the midterm. I was like, hey, wait, we still alive. Okay. Yeah. I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, so 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 we aren't going to be the country that is going to be cool with overturning Roe v. Wade and saying that someone stole an election and yeah. getting away with it. And I'm you like, know, okay, that's that's a really, like, like for me especially, as negative as I am, that was a really good thing for me. So, yeah, that was my number two. So, uh, yeah, I just had to throw it in there because I didn't want to wait talk about it now. Talk about yeah. it again. And, 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 and to that point, like a lot of the, a lot of mine on my list kind of, you know, harken back to those things. Like, um, you know, black people, black men in general, you know, talking about a lot of, you know, black men in politics or the Kyrie, the Kanye's of the world and Herschel Walker's. Um, but my negative thing um, what are is your number of four, which are four. Uh, four negative. It's supposed to be a four positive, right? No, no, yeah. this is four negative and yeah, then negative, and then, yeah. and then a positive. Yeah, yeah I got two out the way. So I'm on my third now of um, negative and positive. Mine is uh, is white women because after Roe v. Wade. Wait, is that your positive or negative? No, that's my negative. <laughs> it's, it's my negative. It's my negative. I don't play enough basketball to, for that to be a positive. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, after Roe v. Wade, I would have seen. I would have thought the writing would be on the wall. That you'd be like, "Hey, this ain't where you want to be." Like, it, it doesn't make sense for me that I would look in Georgia and see that ninety percent of white women voted for Kemp or voted for Herschel Walker. Like, 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 bitch, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Like, your your entire existence <clears throat> as a woman. <laughs> is on the line right now. Your ability to call any shots on your own is on the line right now. And you're still falling in line. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense in my world. Like, okay. Hey, I don't know if you have I don't know how many kind of white people you have listening to your podcast, but I'm about to make them mad. Anyway. All kind. It's fine. And they be all right. Um yeah. if you look at the the social hierarchy. Like white men, of course, straight white men, they're the top of that social hierarchy, right? So you would assume that they would do anything to keep that power, right? But I don't understand why white women are just okay with riding shotgun. Like you you could fight to be number one. Like you don't have to sit and ride shotgun. You don't have to take this shit from, from Kevin or Todd. You know what I'm saying? You could be number one. Like why? Why are you putting up with with them overturning Roe v. Wade and still falling in line? You don't have to deal with this. Don't look in the rear view. Look at Todd. Don't look at Tyrone. Look at Todd. He the one that's <laughs> taking all your fucking rights away. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like what? What? What are we doing? Like it reminds me a bit of women's suffrage. I don't know. You know, I don't want to take everything and be, make it about history. But early on, it's women's suffrage. Most of the suffragettes were abolitionists. They also agreed with, hey, we shouldn't have slavery, but also everybody should have rights. And we were all together on this train. That is until the 15th Amendment. When black men, black men specifically, got the right to vote and white women didn't, they were extremely upset with this idea. So you get this place where the women, where they're like, how dare you give the right to vote to a black man over a white woman and it split the parties almost almost in half to where most of them were like hey we're gonna do our own thing and you and then you start to see them aligning with 
the Ku Klux Klan, Southern white men, because they thought that was a faster pathway to getting their voting rights. And this is exactly what we're seeing now. You align yourself with 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 dumbass white dudes when you could be getting everything that you want. You could be getting everything, but you settle for second best because it's comfortable. Anyway, that's what I got. <laughs> Good answer. Like Classic Delvin. <laughs> yeah, right. Good answer. <laughs> he over here burning the world down. You're like, that's a great answer. <laughs> my number thing, I my fourth thing I hate is white people. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. I like it. So you I guess that, No, I would no, go ahead. Go. I guess, I guess his mic's go, right? Yeah. I'm about to do a positive. I'm about to do a positive. I promise I will not talk about white people. <clears throat> um, my number three positive is is everyone my who's not white. Yeah, it's everybody's <laughs> not white. Um, could you imagine? Could you imagine me like if I wasn't married? Could you imagine being married to a white woman? That'd be weird. Like as much as I talk about people, like you would be looking at me like, nah, this can't be right. It's probably but, similar to the looks that I get being half white with the shit right. I say about <laughs> yeah, white people. Exactly. <laughs> like you sure? What team are you on? Are you sure? <laughs> All right, let me stop. Uh, let me stop before I get canceled. I ain't scared of you. Anyway, um, <laughs> I am, my number three positive is, it probably could have been number one because he number one to me is my son. He is, um, I don't know if you guys know, but like, you know, I had a son. He's almost three now. He'd be three in March. But um, I'm almost positive that he's autistic and we're getting them tested for behavioral things. And he, he doesn't, um, right now, he's mostly nonverbal. Um, and he doesn't like playing with other kids, but the small steps that he takes, like the, the talking, the, you know, the, the, the words that he tells me, the fact that he loves to count, the fact that he can cite word numbers, every single milestone is like amazing to me. And I love it. I'm telling you the day, the day that he tells me bye, I'm going to be a fucking mess. I'm going to be a mess. Like in the car, <laughs> I'm gonna be a mess. But I, I, I'm so proud of him, and every day I'm so thankful for him because he just—it's just a wonderful little kid. He's a wonderful boy, and I, and I know that the, even the baby steps, even the little bit of learning, he's trying, and I appreciate that more than anything else. So yeah, that's my positive. That's great. Good. Yep. All right, Mike. Yep. I, oh, me? Is, okay, I think, I yeah, because I think I think I gave I'm on my third negative. My yeah, you did. You did give it up. You so gave your third. Your your I think is it your third. You're on your third negative, Mike. I haven't even given my second positive. Oh, so you're on your second positive then? Yeah, yeah you're on, yeah. You're on the second positive. Yeah, because right. I gave my for my my first positive that I gave was my second one, the midterm elections. Yes. So my actual fifth positive was uh, meeting uh, Grant Hill earlier this year. Oh, uh, that was. Uh, a big moment for me, not just because, I mean, Pistons fandom, uh, obviously. Um, Grant Hill was, it was, is uh, one of my all-time favorite Pistons. Uh, but aside from that, too, it always holds a special place when uh, you know that someone who's no longer here would have, like, no, would have appreciated that moment. And my father was the, probably one of two to three people who truly would have under well he would have understood and then the other two people did 
uh, how much it meant to me to meet Grant Hill, like how important he was to me. Right. So knowing that, knowing that there were a few people who knew how important it was to me and just having that moment, it was it, getting that picture. It was fucking That's awesome. awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I remember when that happened. I thought that was amazing. I was, yeah. I was so happy for you. Yeah. I, I met, wow, man, many, many years ago, I met Grant Hill at uh, John C. Smith basketball camp. He came to come speak with us. And I remember asking him, because this, this was when he was young. He was young as pride, still with the Pistons. Um, and I asked him about that dunk he had where he hit his head <laughs> in Duke, when he hit his head on top of the, and I was like, what do you remember? He's like, I remember how terrible my haircut was. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked him, um, you know, they were like, if you just, you know, hypothetically, if you had never had any injuries, do you think you would have been like as good as Jordan? And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what he's going to say. Like, is he going to take a humility route? He's going to like, like, I have no idea what he's going to say. And he took a long pause and he was like, yeah, probably. Wow. <laughs> like, That's what I'm talking about. I like it. That's like what I'm it. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, Jordan would have fucked him like he did Kobe, telling Kobe you can't you you can uh you can put the shoes on but you can't fill them. And that what he told Kobe. I always appreciated Grant Hill's game. I thought Grant Hill was an amazing player. And if it wasn't for injuries, I think he would have been him and Penny Hardaway was those two players I thought could have easily been like some of the greatest. Oh players man, of all Penny time. Hardaway is my uh, one of my all time favorite players. I don't know if you watch. I think, well. I don't know what podcast Gil was on, but Gil talks about how players in, my, in the, that era that Grant Hill played in couldn't play in the modern NBA because they struggled to guard Grant Hill because he was a one-of-one one at the time. And now there are plenty of players that play similar, that have that same height and body style type that Grant Hill has. But at the time, no one could guard him. He's like, if you couldn't guard Grant Hill, what the fuck are you going to do with Jason Tatum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. That's a, that's a great choice, though, man. That is a great choice. All right, so I guess I'm on my number three negative. <sighs> now, this is where it gets I don't tricky. know. I've already lost track, so. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm just going to rely on y'all to, I'm just I think all, y'all to know where you at. <laughs> we're all on our number threes, negative and positive, if I remember correctly. That sounds correct, yes. Yes. Now, now this is tricky because these are my next three negatives are, can be all interchangeable. So before, okay. So what I'll do is I'll go with this one first. The Will Smith I mean, situation. Okay. Ooh. I fucking hate not only how that went down, but the hypocrisy that has shown throughout the year with the Will Smith situation proving me, proving myself correct <laughs> on what I said when it happened. And let me go back to what happened. Like, okay, the whole situation happened with Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage. And people acted like it was the worst thing they've ever seen a black person do in history. Right. People were asking for Will Smith to be arrested. People asked for Will Smith to be attacked. People were just saying the most worst and horrible things about Will Smith. And what bothered me about it even more is a lot of, a great portion of black people were coming at Will Smith hard. I mean like hard. Like people who people we consider legends. People who, who you would think would like kind of have some type of grace or humility towards Will Smith, like, hey, he had a bad night. No, 
they were coming at Will, Will Smith's throat. And no, it almost felt like nobody had Will Smith's back. In Not a time even his wife. Where, in, in a time where Will Smith, and the thing that got me about it was, Will Smith is not that dude who does has a history of doing bad things and causing a ruckus. He's not Kanye West. He, he for the most part, has done a, a great job of being squeaky clean and doing Absolutely. And, and doing not only for what white what white what white what, what, what excuse me for what white culture wants him to do. But to another extent, to even add to it, he's always been squeaky clean and doing what black culture wants him to do. What right. I mean by that is people always complain about how celebrities, black celebrities get rich, then they find themselves a white wife and make their fortune elsewhere. Will Smith didn't do that. No. He he went out there, got rich, found a black wife, had a black family, became super successful, gave back to his community. He's doing, he's not talking about it like everybody else talks about it. But he's doing what people want black celebrities to do. For the most part, he stays out of trouble and stuff like that. And the fact that people went out their way to do think pieces about him, to slander him, to make it sound like he's the worst person in the planet. And they offered him no grace. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did a whole think piece about it and how he, he embarrassed black culture. And he said it back all these years because of what he did and the way he acted. And that's how, that's how black people should be looked at. It irked me so much. Because and this is why this is why I'm going with this. Because since that happened, we've had Kanye West do all the shit he's done, not once, not twice, multiple times. When you want, when you want to go with the the Pete Davidson situation where he's stalking Pete Davidson and he's threatening to hurt Pete Davidson, and everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it's mental health. It's just Kanye being Kanye." Then he then he does the shit where he's threatening Kim Kardashian and saying all this crazy shit about Kim Kardashian. Oh, it's Kanye being Kanye, and we we, can't, we gotta have he he needs help. Everybody from black celebrities all down are giving Kanye grace that they did not give Will Smith for one bad situation. And then it took Kanye West to literally say, "I like Nazis," for people to be like, "You know what? That's you're the line. Out, you're getting you're getting out of line now." Yeah, that's the line. <laughs> and, and even then, people were making excuses for him. black people in black culture was making excuses for him. That they, that they did not give Will Smith, who's done so much for black culture. I'm like, God damn, why do we throw Will Smith to the wolves and make him have to go out there and apologize multiple, multiple times? times? Yeah. And we're still, and people still like, nah, that's not good enough. We made yeah. him, and, and, and what gets me so mad about this is anytime something like that happens to other celebrities in black culture that, that are exclusively in black culture, we will sit there and ride with them. Mm-hmm. Even the Kyrie Irving situation, where people were clowning Kyrie. It got to a point where black people said, you know what? We're not going to let y'all keep talking about Kyrie. Well, LeBron starts stepping up and talking about it. And, uh, y'all did this for this person. Y'all, but y'all had this same spoke by Kyrie. Nobody did that for Will Smith. Nobody sat there and said, you know what? We, we can't let y'all keep, keep take, take it up, taking Will Smith down the peg like this for no reason. We just, let, we just left Will Smith out to die, and he did not uh, deserve that at all. I mean, one of the things that Eric me is is the lack is the lack of that from his wife like i feel like i needed to come they need to come from jada they like, just need to be the one who's like hey hey you're doing too damn much i mean the same way that he was sticking up for you you should have been sticking up for him and that, the fact that, that we too. weren't we weren't we weren't seeing that i mean because there have been plenty of times where i've done shit 
And my wife was like, chill. Don't let that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You about to fuck up something. You know what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. Nah, chill. All right. Like, you need that. You need that from your wife. And the fact that she wasn't there to tell him to chill and let him go do something fucking stupid. Yeah. I I just really hate the fact that the black community kind of turned their back on Will Smith. They did. And, and then at the same time, they allowed people, other people in the black community who did pretty much worse shit than what Will Smith did. And they kind of like made excuses for it. Whether it's what, whether it's the I, Kanye West, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it's Tory Lanez, into whether, my foolishness. <laughs> whether it's Kyrie, it's like, yo, why are we castrating Will Smith, but letting these people get slapped past and like, oh, uh, let's let's chill on them for? I, I hate that. I yeah, hate and and I don't I don't. In addition to not understanding why him, like why is he why is he the one that's not getting any support? I thought your Kyrie comparison was great because we really did like we have not given Kyrie an inch but when the NBA gave him that ridiculous laundry list of what he had to do to be able to to come back it's like okay like he just he did just post a late like like, just, like right. why he gotta do all why why he gotta itemize list the shit he gotta do to return and like you know we, we didn't do that for Will and, and what what bothered me additionally about the Will thing was like the over exaggeration of people who you would think would react in a normal way. Like, I think I heard who, I think it was Wanda Sykes, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And something like, it was like, I was backstage shaking. She was, like, fear, like, she was fearful. She was, she was fearful for her life. Like, what, like, yeah, I would expect, yeah. I would expect uh, Mike's number four negative yeah. to react that way. Yeah. I would expect yes. Wanda Sykes to react that way. Yes. And like, honestly, why would she do that? <clears throat> Honestly, and I know she didn't react that way. Why no. would she say that she did? Because ain't no black person gonna be fear, fear for their life because Will Smith slapped the nigga. Like, right. yeah. no fear for your like, life. Why did you lie like I, that? I'm actually surprised it wasn't like sometimes you gotta slap a nigga. Like that's what yes, I expect that's from what her. I thought. <laughs> that's what it should have been. <laughs> niggas get slapped. Sometimes <laughs> niggas get slapped. You had a lie. You had to get slapped. Like that's what happens. <laughs> Oh, it, it, it was so annoying. And then to top it off, to watch these, how, how do I describe these dudes? You know the guy I'm talking about, the, the I'm a man man, kind of like changed their whole stance because it's Will Smith. Like, oh, well, he should have did that. He should have fell in line. And you know just who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I ain't even got to say his name. He should have fell, fell in line. Why did he go up there and slap a man? He should have checked his bitch. Like, yo. Just five minutes ago, that, you that does that. that does that does feel a bit on on brand for him though. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's like to check this bitch. Yeah. That was what, what, what that was no, no, absolutely Bruh. not. It, it's it's wild to see them say that, and then seeing the other rhetoric they say on a regular basis, on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and then then on the, on the same note, then they stand up for Kanye West, right? Who? Right. Was essentially being a cut for the last yeah. Yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, like, all right, fam, let cut it out. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I guess I guess I should go ahead. Because I mean, it's funny you brought this up because this kind of segued a bit into what are we on three? Uh, three yeah, negative three negative. Um so wow. It's funny because I did number my number four was a whole like class of people. And then number three is going to be a whole class of people. It's not all people. It's mostly just rich black men that I'm like super disappointed in yeah. because it's just so many. Okay. So 
I I had a quote the other the other week that the only thing keeping democracy together is black people. And it kind of reminds me a bit of what I was saying earlier about how black people are used to facing things. And we 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 we, we fight for stuff because we're used to fighting for stuff. When other people can just turn and run and blend in because they're lighter than us and they look like they're oppressors, we don't have that choice. So we're used to fighting for stuff. So the only thing keeping this thing glued together is black folks. It's particularly black women, you know? But black men, boy, some of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all, boy. And then, you know, like the person you were just talking about, he wanted them. Like, why are you this way? How did you get to this to this way where you don't even make any sense? Like, these are not even logical conclusions that you're coming to. And I can tell you the truth, and then you won't even believe it. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Herschel Walker, because it's like classes. It's like the Herschel Walkers and the Kanye, and they the top. Like, yo, what the fuck? How did you get to this where you're at? How did you get to the point where you're this kind of person? And to that point, those two, I mean, Herschel Walkers is empty shell. We already know that he like walking CTE. And we, we get it that Kanye is dealing with, he dealing with, you know, a mental illness. I don't give a fuck about that because, because you know what the fuck you're saying. You know what you're doing. And, 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 and you know, even if you, even if you're craziest, like even if my craziness, even if the wildest shit I could say out my mouth, I ain't never gonna tell you the Nazis the Hitler was a decent person. The Nazis had some good people. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. But then it's like the Kyries of the world, and in the middle, and even in the, at the bottom, you have guys, people like Dave Chappelle and and Killer Mike. And I'm disappointed in all of these Negroes because. Money has corrupted you to the point where people like Elon Musk are voting or voting for um, what's home in Georgia, governor in Georgia, uh, uh, Kemp. yeah, v- or voting for Kemp makes fucking sense. Like somebody like Killer Mike, you had a whole song about killing your masters. Now you sitting up here right next to that colonizer ass motherfucker. What is happening? How did you get? to this point in your life or Dave Chappelle who like yes he got booed but you're going to sit here and insult your fucking audience for that dumbass Elon Musk fuck Elon Musk how much is he paying you he better be paying you a lot because because the the amount of respect I have for you <laughs> the dollar amount he's paying you better be equivalent for the lack of respect I have for you and and I, and I get it he's rich and he hangs around rich people but that doesn't mean that you need to hang around dumbasses or you, that you need to, to blow Elon Musk on stage. You don't have to do any of these things. That like, like you, you're willing to give up your self-respect. And the thing that you say up until that point, I've seen you say things like on Black Thoughts album where you're like, you know, never forget that I'm a nigga. But I watched you forget just now. Like, you don't even understand the thing that you say. Like, I, I remember. Petrus Farm remembers. Like, come on, my guy. That's that, that, that pisses me off. And, 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 and it pisses me off that even as a whole, as a collective, that we have to, that I feel like I have to ride for someone like Dave Chappelle, or I have to ride for a Killer Mike, or I have to ride for a Kanye or a Kyrie just because they're Black. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't like you. I think you're a fucking dumbass. And I, I, I shouldn't have to be collectively on board. Now, granted, we kind of jettisoned Kanye a little bit, but Black people were like riding for Kanye for for Kyrie hard. Why the hell is Kyrie Kyrie had this laundry list of things, dude? He lucky to be employed. Why did he get Why did he get kicked off of 
off Nike. Nike was going to tell this nigga to, to eat kick rocks even before the anti-Semitic things. This just sped up the process. And now that he's free, he free. This is what he wanted, right? This is what you wanted. Why are we sad for him? He the one who fucked up his millions. I did not do nothing. I don't have to ride for this. I feel like you're, I feel it's like he's a dumbass. Anyway, I mean all this to say that black men are disappointing to me and you rarely see this kind of foolishness from black women i mean canada is not withstanding but it's a lot fewer if you look at the voting demographics and granted it's not all of us even if you look at you know the election the georgia election 95 96% of black women voted for stacy abrams while 85%, 86% of black men voted for Stacey Abrams. And while these percentages are high, and even if every single one of those Negroes voted for Stacey Abrams, she still wasn't going to win because of my number four. <laughs> 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 but the fact that it's even 85% is, makes me disappointed. Like, do better. This should be matching. This should be matching. You live with, a, you, you, most of you guys live with black women. You date black women. You're married to black women. Why are you voting for the opposite of what of what we need? Interest. Yeah. Your interests. Like it just makes sense. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stop ranting. <laughs> that's a great that's a great one. I mean, yeah, that was that, that was in essence my number three as well. Uh he was a little bit more all encompassing. Mine was a little bit more uh focused. But like, yeah, that was my same thing. I was just gonna kind of focus more in on like uh when we're talking about the same individuals that he talked about, the idea of how you get to that being that person is what really frustrated me because like you look at a guy like Kanye is an easy example because this is the guy that even post becoming famous was a guy that was out here like you know George Bush doesn't care about black people like he was that guy how did he get to being the guy he is today and it's just it's it it saddens me actually yeah what that lifestyle can do to you when you get that kind of money and you hang around whoever whoever the fuck it is that he's hanging around or whoever's influencing him the probably the uh too many yes people a lack of people that to help ground him like maybe people right. that he grew up with who could be in his ear and be like yo don't do that don't say that like it, it's just it's disappointing it is. that people can get to that level of wealth and change so dramatically and I, yeah. I i i think a lot of people feel that you know money wouldn't change me and i i truly believe that about myself just because i i don't, I don't know i don't know i just feel like i don't have that in me to become somebody like that but like it's for those that do it's just it's it's saddening to see somebody become just a polar opposite of who they once were yeah. for all of the wrong reasons, like avoidable reasons at that. And yes. it, it's, it's disappointing, man. And, and that's how, that's more how I feel about, I guess, Kanye specifically. It's like, I'm not even like, yo, fuck him. I'm just like, I mean, I am, but, I mean, but it's, it's not, it's not out of an anger place, but it's kind of like, it's just like, man, like how did this happen? Yeah. How like, did you get here? Yeah. Like, like how does it, yeah. How did you get here? Like, I can't even be like, oh, it's because he got famous. It's like, since he got famous, he got like this. Like, yeah. man, it's just so disappointing, man. It is. It is very disappointing. Like, even like, if you even listen to his old music, it's like, I can't believe you even said this, given how you where you are right now. Did you believe oh, this when you said this? <laughs> yeah, but a little, a little, like, like a little, like, uh, addendum to that, though. Another 
spin off of the Kanye thing. It is kind of also irritating, though, how people act like they can't hate Kanye and still like his old music. Like, you can't retro, you can't go like revisionist history, his old music. Like, it's not now whack because he's an asshole. No, no. Like, the music is still good. Like, I, I hate like, when people do like, that. Like, people be saying that, like, oh, Kanye whack. He yeah. been whack. Like, like Kanye stop. had like five, like, his first like five albums were great. Yeah. Like, he yeah. can. He can be whoever he is now. You can hate him passionately right yeah. now. And admitting that those first five albums were good does not mean that you endorse his current behavior. Yeah. Both you... things can exist at the same time. And I don't like <laughs> when people act like his old. You cannot sit here and tell me that my dark twisted fantasy is not his magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And not even just like his magnum opus. It's like it's. I, I feel like his first, I don't know the exact number, but I feel like five albums, like, we all, yeah. at the time these were released, were like, these are fucking amazing. And now yeah. these same people are acting like, because they need the yeah. virtue signal, and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert for my number one, but because, <laughs> but because of that, people act like they have to now retroactively make him whack in the past, too. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, no, no, hate no. Him now, and it's fine. It's, it's okay. Like, we can, we can, we can hate him from today. Like, yeah. They take uh, the glory yeah. of going back exactly. to college. Yeah, like, right now, I hate, now I hate college dropout. Like, exactly. I don't like you more because you, have, because you extra you hate know. Kanye. Like, I, I, uh, R. Kelly sucks, and the comedy show is terrible. Like, you know what, nigga? Right. Stop it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going. Delvin is this my girl, right? All right. So this is your three positive. Yeah, this is all our th three positive. Yeah, my three positive is simple, man. It's you guys, honestly, watching you guys grow. Yeah, you, you guys, <laughs> honestly, like um, I thought he meant the fans, right? I thought he was talking to the people, his people. Right. <laughs> I mean, my watching my friends grow in the podcasters and build their empires has been an amazing experience for me. Like, you know, watching both you guys do your thing and get your base. Like you, like you guys said earlier, watching your shows, grow the YouTube channels, grow and stuff like that from, from watching where I was at a couple years ago to watching where it's at now. Yeah. I, I love to see that. And, and knowing I remember guys, bouncing this idea off of you. Yes. That's, that's kind of like, that's where my head is at. Like I remember you guys bouncing these ideas off me and telling me these things, and now I'm seeing it in fruition, and I see it working. It's amazing. Like, I'll give you another example of that. A guy I had on the podcast years ago, he's, he's, he's a, he's, he has cerebral palsy. His name's Six Wheels. He's, he's a yeah. rapper and stuff like that. Y'all probably seen some of the crazy, ridiculous stuff he posts on Twitter sometimes. But he was one of the first guests I had on the podcast. This year, he's writing a children's book. It comes out in a couple of weeks. That's dope. Me seeing people who've been on the podcast years ago, even weeks ago in some cases, now seeing some of the plans they have come to fruition brings me great joy and happiness. Like, all right, I remember where you started this and where you're at now. It just makes me happy to see you guys' success because that lets me know that what I'm doing is working. Right. Like even a proud it's a, dad watching his only yeah. son who made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even like a small part of it. Like, like, hey, like, especially when I see you guys interact with each other. Like, oh, they probably know each other because they was on the podcast yeah. together 
Yeah. Or they know each other because they listen to an episode of the podcast. Like, oh, I think he's cool. Let me follow him. I love seeing that. I love seeing people who's been on the podcast interact with people who who they did not know before the podcast, right. but they know now specifically because of the podcast. I think that's amazing, and, I, and I'm super proud of that. So yeah, that's my number three. Man, if I could, if I could, uh, like do like a life top five. Like my life, life top five. I well, I don't know if it would make five, but like you know, like the idea of like the people that I've met in like the community of like podcasting or YouTube, like people I've gotten cool with. Like man, that's the cool one of the coolest things I've experienced in my life is yeah. meeting all these people like on the internet and like getting cool with them like in real life. And then like, oh, I met so and so, and we're like, you know, I met Baylor in real life. Like, yeah. and it's like just people who you just like just got the podcasting with, and then you. And then to have some of these people be like your biggest fans, right? Like that's crazy. That like you have like your Facebook probably got a thousand people who you know in real life, niggas you went to school with, yeah. girls you dated yeah. that don't support you half as much as the random right. nigga that you did a podcast right. with. Yeah, right. Like that's that's one of the coolest things. I I remember <laughs> someone saying that Facebook is full of people that you know and don't like, and Twitter is full of people that you <laughs> that you like and don't know. That is, that is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> because I look on Facebook every day. I'm like, I don't like none of you niggas. No, <laughs> I don't like no. none. Of I don't want to talk to y'all. I don't want to associate with y'all. Goofy ass niggas be coming in my comments talking spicy. Block like ah, nigga. I don't know you. I just knew you from high school. I don't even know the person. You are. I'm 40 years old, man. 20 some odd years ago, man. I'll block you in a heartbeat. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck if you was captain of the football team 30 exactly. years ago. Nigga, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> We're not friends, nigga. <laughs> I, I feel like there is an excerpt in the 300 plus episodes of What Up Though podcast where I say those exact words. I don't care if you was on the football team, nigga, fuck you. Yeah. I, I feel like that is in there verbatim. Yeah, somewhere, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's where, the words live by. Yeah. I don't give a fuck you was a quarterback in high school, nigga. What you yeah. at now? What are you doing now, man? You, you, work, a, you work a Safeway, nigga. Fuck about you. I'm trying to call my pen and talk about what I should do. Right. Um, what are you on positives? Yeah, we're on positives. Hard to believe after what we just said. I know, after what the fuck we just said. Um, once again, it's going to be personal. I was struggling with positives. And I don't want this to be self-serving because I'm not the kind of guy who likes to toot his own, toot his own horn. But um, like with everything going on in the world, like I told you guys earlier, my life is fine. I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. Them niggas, be, them niggas be talking about how high groceries is. And all that shit, I like, nigga, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm doing good. I bought, sho- I bought some shoes today. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, um, you know, <clears throat> once again, I don't want, I'm not, I'm not a guy that toots his own horn, but you know, nah, man, too, because yeah, I like, because we don't, we don't do enough of this. I agree. No. Like, I just had this exact conversation, and this is also my number three. But <laughs> like, go ahead and toot because I was just having this conversation last weekend when my homeboy was over here watching fights. And we were both we were doing the exact same thing. Like, no, go ahead and flex. Because I like hearing about my homeboys doing good. And I you know we okay. talked about it on the podcast. We was like, you know, we really it, don't. it's great to it's great to be in a place where I don't I could just go put gas in my car. Yeah. 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 I don't gotta I sit don't, here like shit. Uh I got I don't, gotta I don't get worry about that shit. Later. Or like, <laughs> or like yeah. were you making life decisions on gas or gas or food? Like mm-hmm. Or you landed your last, your last. Like, damn, it's on E, but I can make it work. 
Hey like, man, I don't care nothing about. I don't care nothing about. I make more money now than I've ever made in my entire life. I make more money than my parents ever did. Like they like like forty thousand more than they ever made. I remember when my first got you out. Know the most your parents ever made. I know how much my dad. My dad. My dad was very transparent <laughs> to me about how, how much he used Damn. to make. He told oh, me. Wow. He um he was telling me. Son he of <laughs> no, he, wait, no. That's one of the reasons why he would tell you that shit. Yeah, no, broke. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my, just give a little bypass on that. My pops told me once when uh, he used to know that Win Dixie would not cash checks till like for two days. So if he got paid on Friday, he know that he could go get groceries on Wednesday, and that check would not post that he already had. They're like this, this is nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. Same thing. But. I don't live that life no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when he was like telling me to go out on my own, he was like, hey, why don't you go do some manual labor? Why don't you, you know, he worked at the post office. Why don't you come join the post office? Why don't Are you, you work shitting at, me? Why don't you go work at UPS? My, Your my dad, dad worked at the post office too? Yeah. For, what the fuck? For 40 some odd years, man. He was, um, he worked at the, uh, at the main <laughs> sorting center, sorting, yeah. sorting letters. And um, at near the end, he, he did, uh, no, uh, like the clothes of each other. Passports. I'm, dog, this is wild. Because my dad, that, my dad didn't also just work with the post office. He makes work to the main one too. Yeah, downtown yeah. Detroit. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He, the, uh, what's, what was your father's first day? If you got the same first name, I mean, I'm, I'm Junior, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm not quite a Junior. My father's first name was James, but his middle name was Michael. Gotcha. This is so oh. weird. Y'all have it is weird. too much it's, in common. No, it, it, yeah. it got weird at post office. It did get weird at post office. How <laughs> yeah. weird at post office. Y'all had a Martha moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was her name? What did you say? <laughs> I'm so glad the universe is gone. That should yeah, be my positive. <laughs> that should be a positive. <laughs> that should be your fucking positive. They killed that it shit off. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what you know what makes me laugh? What I'm laughing at is the rock. I like nigga, you you brought Henry Confuso out of the re- fucking retirement. You all I'm I'm Black Adam. And you ain't getting no new, you ain't getting no another movie. You ain't yeah. getting no more Superman. I know he like, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really yeah. is. And remember you posted that thing with, with Will Smith sitting in the house by himself? That's 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 rock. He yeah. like <laughs> like he said Brian oh. <laughs> like, yeah, we brought Superman back and James Gill like, no, we didn't. No, nope. but they actually wanted. They said they want want him to uh, play possibly another role, which I'm I'm down with. I actually don't think he was a bad Superman, and 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 James Gunn was like he just wanted someone younger. They have a younger idea, but my big thing is fucking Superman. Superman don't fucking age. Like he could be anything. Like you've never in the comic books. What have they ever told you how old Superman is? They really don't. Even the kid. We assume Superman is immortal. We assume he's immortal. We assume 200, 2,000 years ago, he's still going to look the same. So why does it matter if he's younger? It doesn't, I mean, unless you're trying to tell an origin story, but. Even in the Kingdom Come story, he just has like, like slight gray on the side. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And even then, I think they just do that for like, for show, for, yeah. for effect. He ain't. He's not old. He just looks not like, old. like Superman with like a, a different haircut. I mean, right. Like, exactly. Like, you're flying to the sun, nigga, and, 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 and live forever. <laughs> You know he did that in um, what's the zombies one? In the zombies the one, when he get, yeah, in the seats when he gets infected after they try to um, after they almost defeat him, he flies into the fucking sun. <laughs> this one niggas don't like Superman. Superman's trash. 
Yeah. I mean, but the season, but the season's fucking awesome. If you haven't read it, this is good. This is really good. Read that shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what we're doing now. I don't know where I am. Oh, I'm tooting my own horn. Yeah. I, I had a great year. I make a bunch of I make a bunch of fucking money. I'm trying to get a second job so I can make more money because I ain't doing shit during the day. I work from home. I don't have no complaints. People people complain about groceries. That ain't me. <laughs> I'm living. I'm li- I'm living good. I'm living good. I, with I like hearing that, man. Sometimes it's good to hear black excellence. That's that's great. Yeah. You keep stealing my fucking answers, man. But yeah, that's my number three as well. Uh, I, I've had I had a good year, man. And and just like you said, working from home. Working from I, I've started going back into the office, but I just start started going back in November. So I just started going back into the office, and uh, being able working from home is what allowed me to put so much into the YouTube channel. Right. So it's like that. So it's like in addition to making a lot of money at my regular job, I was also I also had the freedom to work on that YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And now at the end of the year, I feel good about the YouTube channel. Right. So it's like. Yeah, everything's going real smooth. And then, like, from a mental place, I've kind of found a sweet spot for my own personal happiness. Like, I've right. always, like, my my introversion has been kind of, like, uh, it's been kind of crippling to me at times. And now right. I live so far from all my friends. Like, I don't really hang out with my friends too much, yeah. which is fine. But, like, um, I've discovered the ability to kind of, like, use my introversion to my advantage, and it helps me. Uh, throughout throughout the rest of my day. So like what I do is my, my my typical pattern, you know, I work on my YouTube page during the day if I'm at home while I'm, you know, doing my day job. Uh, you know, I do all my things with my family after work. I put my kids to bed about nine o'clock. Hang out with the wife. We watch whatever, whatever movies, whatever shows, we chilling. She usually falls asleep. Right. You know, she falls asleep, say eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock, I come out here to the garage. Now this is my time now. This is my time to uh recharge and and kind of just like be with myself and like that is so fucking beneficial to me like most people would call that loneliness but what i i actually simulate as much loneliness as i can which is i know it seems weird but like i'll come in here and i'll have my tv on i'll turn off the lights Um, i might have a light on just for you know so it's not pitch black you know to add something to the to the light from the tv but I'll, i'll make it dark i'll have my cigar I have my weed. I might have a drink if I feel like it. And I'll come in here and I'll, I'll still be watching shit from my YouTube channel. But like I'm chilling and yeah. like chilling and I'm happy. I'm a, uh, it sounds weird to say I'm happy I'm alone. But like that solitude is just so revigor- invigorating for me. So it's like me find me discovering that. And I'll, I'll even sacrifice sleep for it. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it means so much to me that time that I'll be like, I'll deal with having five hours of sleep or something like that right. because, like, I need this time so much. And, I, like, I discovering that and getting into that place and, like, this kind of, like, it's the same thing I said about the the channel, how I feel like I've kind of in the zone. Like, I feel like I'm in the, in the zone with myself as well. And, like, I found, like, that sweet spot of, like, just being in a good place. And, like, that's, uh yeah, that's why that was my number three. No, that's I agree great. 100%. It's great. That is great. That's great. I do. I do also enjoy being alone. I don't consider myself the introvert, but I do. I enjoy when I when, when 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 I walk away from my wife, she's like, "Come hang out with me." Like, nah, I need like give me like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why I, I I make it so that there can be no real objections because everyone has got everything of me up to that point, which is why I need that. Which is why I need that time alone to recharge because, like, you know, my job, you know, got me throughout the day. You know, my kids get me after work. 
Right. My wife gets me after the kids go to sleep. So now I'm left with, say, you know, now it's 11 p.m. I've given all of me to everyone who I value in my life. So now I get this time to myself to spend with myself and just be, be in a place where I could just be content and alone. And man, that shit is like, it's indescribable, like how much I enjoy that shit. And to like discover so much happiness and something so simple and easily attainable is, yeah. it's just, it's just dope, man. And, <laughs> it's, and, it, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember when my wife, she was, we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And, uh, when she decided she was going to move in with me <laughs> and how sad I was because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to miss being alone. Like I enjoy that you would leave and go to your house and I would be in my house. And when she was like, yeah, I'm moving in. I'm like, yeah. How long? For how long? Forever. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've cool. gotten you. I've got, I've, I really got, I've gotten used to it though. It's cool. It's not a problem. <laughs> We are, we are us. I, I enjoy you guys and us, and I can kind of recharge with my family and be okay with that. I still need my alone time, but I need much less of it. Makes perfect sense. All right, let's get to my number two then, I guess. My ne- number two, negative. This is a little complex. It's not too complex, but, it, but I think I, I picked a topic, a person in a situation that kind of sums up how I feel about the situation. And it's the uprising of bashing and degrading black women and mm-hmm. things they do. You kind of, and, and what I mean by that is, I think the perfect scenario of this is to make the styling situation. Yeah. The vitriol yeah. behind that and the toxicity behind that, where it's become, I noticed it a lot more this year where I don't know, black culture leaning in this way where we have to have this kind of antagonistic way against like men versus women type situation. They kind of play off each other where they have these podcasts that kind of do that, where they have a podcast where the girls come on there and say men ain't shit for these type of reasons. We got to use it for their money and stuff like that. And then you have these podcasts. Like what, what was the dude who passed away this year? I can't remember his name. Kevin Samuels. Like you have Kevin Samuels situation where he's telling you how you how how women should move and what you expect of women and almost in a degrading way. And I think because of that, you have this kind of dichotomy of women are being hurt. And the response to that is fuck them, what you did wrong to deserve this. Right. Like I, I like the magnetic situation to me is so disturbing on so many levels because I feel like years ago, this is a while back, if something similar like that would have happened, black men would be like, yo, what, you know what? Fuck that guy. We're not fucking with you till we find what happened. This situation, people are making up every scenario to bash this woman. They're saying she didn't get shot, even though there's clearly evidence to show that she was shot. But what happened? There's clear evidence of that. So, you, you, you know, whether you believe she was shot, who she was shot by or not. That's not the point. Something happened to her that caused trauma. And instead of people going to kind of like, you know, as a community, like, you know what, let's gather around this sister and let's make sure she's safe. It's more of a, she's lying. Like the stuff today about people like the, the court case is not going on right now. They're talking about, as we record this, they're, they're talking about her sexual history. 
I go, well, she was messing with this guy. She was messing with that guy. And people like, they're making it a Meg versus Tory situation where, frankly speaking, Meg the is not on trial. No. It's not, a, it's not her lawyer. It's just the state making a case against Tory Lanez. It's not Meg the Stallion. They're building up cases. They're building up their evidence. And you see this vitriol attack towards her. And she's come out and said, like, I think she said in her testimony that she wants this to be over. Like, she thought about suicide because of how she's attacked and how she's been, like, harassed about this. And people are saying, like, she's the off person and stuff like that. And she's the victim. And I've mentioned this because, particularly towards her, because she's, like, the most biggest name this happens to. But you see this happen. Every so day. much with black women just on a daily where people just get so toxic and so so much venom spit towards them, so much hatred. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Now, why? I remember and getting on my Black Panther shit, like the actual Black Panther and stuff like that. Oh, history, <laughs> I'm like, how's he going to talk Black Panther? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, but like actual history, you know how they, like, they always say that the one thing the white man likes to do is divide black culture and they like to attack the black homes. And you can make the argument in the 80s it was done with drugs. 80s and 70s was done with drugs. 90s was done with mass, mass incarceration and stuff like that. Now I feel like it's being done by just straight up dividing us. Like picking something to divide us against each other so we just don't want to fuck with them. And it kind of like bothers me where you're seeing the remnants of that because you're seeing very anti-black situations come up straight up from black dudes, just straight up being anti-black. And you can see how women are being affected by that. How right. black women are not feel, being appreciated, how they feel like they're hurt. They're sort of hurt because they're black men, the people that they look at towards as leaders and guidance, they're like, no, we're not fucking with y'all. Y'all, y'all want this, y'all want that. And I think it's, it's just straight up sad that we see that. Yeah, man. Like, uh, so my timeline is is very curated. It's like I, I have like my people I know that I'm cool with, uh, Pistons people and MMA people, and that's pretty in politics, and that's pretty much my timeline. So I don't, it, I, I follow people Ooh. who are like heavy into hip hop and shit. But, I know when that MMA, MMA hit politics, I know that's a weird play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh. I don't have I follow some people who are like heavy in the hip hop and shit like that. But like, it's not my timeline. So I don't right. see a ton of shit about the Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion shit. I know what you're saying. I'm familiar with everything that you've said, but it's not something that I see a lot. And right before uh, we were coming to uh, do this, I'll, you know, scroll on Twitter and I see a tweet that mentioned what you just said. It was a tweet that was saying, you know, FYI, this isn't is pretty much exactly what you said. Like, this isn't Megan Thee Stallion versus Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez versus the state. Megan is a witness. And I'm like, oh, I know that. And I clicked on the tweet. And you know when you click on a tweet, the replies just yeah. you know, like just appear underneath the tweet. And all like not I'm kidding you not. And there wasn't that many replies at the time. It may be like eight, something like that. But all of them were like, Don't uh don't crucify Tory Lanez just yet. Oh, you started to say he was guilty. Like all Tory Lanez defenders were yeah. the replies. I'm like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> like I like I had I hadn't seen it like that. I'm like, wow. What what, what the hell has Tory Lane's done to get your so much grace? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so I don't even I'm not even a fan of his music. Like that's uh, the odd I had, part. <laughs> I had never I had never even heard a song of his mm. prior to that incident. And then yeah. that went then when this happened, 
and people were like getting his back. I'm like, shit, I guess he must be really good. Let me listen to some. <laughs> nah, he's not. He's all right, I guess. You, you would think the way people are defending Tory Lanez, he was a generational Chris Brown, R. Kelly type of talent. Right. He's not that. Right. Well, could you imagine if he was like a Chris Brown? Yeah. Could you, ima- could you imagine the, the way people defend Chris Brown? His problematic ass? Yeah. <laughs> It, you know, it'll be, it'll be a he, lot worse. What you mean? You can't. He can't dance after American Music Awards. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just so wild to see how people are going out their way to defend. And I think this is what bothers me because I've, I've had a, I've had family members who dealt with abuse and, and in, in horrible situations. I, I don't know if I, I've told this story probably on podcast. I had to defend my cousin who was getting. I was at the house and her. Boyfriend attacked her like in front of me. I was sleeping on the couch, and dude straight up busting the door and attacked her while I was sleeping on the couch. And I woke up to it. It had to beat this dude ass and throw him out the house. Like you know, that is like so. That's when wild. it comes to like domestic violence and situations with like men battering women who are defending the harbors and they can't defend themselves, I am very like sensitive to that type of stuff. So seeing a situation where a woman, I don't even fuck. What she did, if she, I don't give a fuck, she's the greatest rapper in the world or, or not. Six situations where a woman is, is saying that she was shot by someone, like shot, and you can see it, it affects her. People are like, we don't believe you, fuck you. You're just trying to lock up another black man. I'm like, come on, man. What, what, what does she have to gain from that? I'm gonna tell you something, man. One of the things that, that, that really, Irks me because I talked about this a little bit about how we ride for a certain people very difficult and you expect me to ride with you and I don't want to because I don't like them niggas. But we don't ride for black women in the same way. Like, and that's my like, like the people who riding for Car- for Kyrie and like you said, Tory Lanez and, and R. Kelly and all these guys. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, they they pretty problematic. But then when you get someone like, especially when they're pitted against each other, you get someone like Meg Thee Stallion, and it's like, oh, I mean, but she's a hoe. I mean, did you see how many people she had sex with? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is this, how does this factor in into her could, getting shot? Could you imagine if when Tupac got shot, people were talking about how many people Tupac had sex with? Right. <laughs> like, oh, right. did you know that he had sex with Madonna? Right. Like, what the exactly. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what does that have to do with that? I got shot five times. Yeah, but it's a whore. You're a whore. Yeah, you, 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 know, you know Janet trying to have, have the age test because he was fucking so many women. Like, yeah, what are you yeah, talking right. about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild out here. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. I actually don't even get involved in that shit. It's so toxic and so problematic that when I see it, I like either remove it from my timeline or I don't get involved in it. And also, I'm kind of sick of the con- I'm sick of the conversation. I'm sick of the conversation because it feels like that's one thing I don't like about Black Twitter is that Black Twitter circles that same drain every goddamn day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, if and, your baby daddy did this, and if a black man did that, uh-uh, not today, not ever. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know. And I think another part that kind of bothers me about it even more that I should have mentioned earlier: the blogs, the black blogs that kind of spread these rumors around and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, DJ Academics is, is very bad. I, oh, man. <laughs> DJ Academics is an on-site. Like, I yeah. <laughs> I might bust him to the white meat just on general principle, just because I don't like you as a, as a, as a, uh, what, 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 what did Tupac say? 
as a, a record label, as a motherfucking crew. <laughs> oh, <man. Yeah. laughs> record label because, staff as a motherfucking crew. <laughs> because I, I've, I've been watching, like, I, I, I don't know why he keeps showing up on my timeline, but the stuff that he puts out there. I'm so glad he don't be in my timeline, but continue. <laughs> the stuff that he puts out there about the case that you, I have to go back and look at, like, actual news to, like, check, like, this happened? And he's like, no, nah, this is not exactly what's going on. You just kind of put I, I don't, spit on. I can't I even I fathom how bad his commentary. Is I don't know how he how he is famous. That's what irks <laughs> yeah, me the most. Yeah, is how how are you here? Why? What do you do? You know what I'm saying? When he when he was going after like legends and legends was like especially somebody like LL who is the most some one of the most narcissistic motherfuckers. Like if you if if you piss off LL. Like LL will make you feel this goddamn big because yes. he's done a lot. <laughs> yes, he's done a lot. Um, so it's like, how did DJ Academics get to a point where he could even affect a person like LL? LL should have never had to say nothing to this nigga. Like, what have you done with your life? And and the fact, I'm a big supporter of you staying out of black women business. Some things ain't your goddamn lane. Yeah. It's everything ain't my lane. Like I see white people shit, white people don't, you know, they be on there, they're like, ah, I don't think we should need to wash every day. And it take everything in me, be like, you need to get your you need to get your ass in the tub and soak because you probably stink. I don't say nothing because it ain't my lane. Hey, you don't you want to walk around stinky? That's fine. That's your that's your life. Need your academics be in black women shit all the time. <laughs> Why, nigga? How much, how little pussy do you have to get where this even feels like a place where you need to be? You know, Meg Thee Stallion did it. Why are you here? How? Oh, I'm man. sorry. I, I love that he became one of our, one of everybody's five somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And he wasn't on there, but he is today. Right, but now he, he made is. it on there. Yeah. <laughs> we are here. Like, like we are all in agreement that DJ Academics belongs in this list. Yeah, he he got I ain't never seen this nigga with a turntables in my life. No. He got another call himself DJ <laughs> That's the funny part. He's like, my name is DJ Academics. Have you ever played a, a track? Yes. <laughs> Do you even have an album out? Like, <laughs> so... It's like my, I'm Darren Jr. Like, what do you, <laughs> you call yourself, Master of Snacks or something like that? <laughs> oh, All this time I, we accuse him of being a DJ. He's just like, I'm just Dale Jr. Like, why are you giving me? <laughs> why are you giving me shit? I never claimed to be a disc jockey. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know where we are anymore. I don't know what number we're on. Oh, we're on number two for you, I think. Right. Too positive or too too positive? Um, well, yeah, that that was Delvin's negative. So yeah, he you must be on two negative, right? Yeah, two negative. Yeah, two negative. Okay. All right. Ah man, we are all too negative. Right, we are. Um, <laughs> my my negative is the it's any any intellectualism. That's a nice long word for stupid motherfuckers. I okay so. Before I started doing a Black History podcast, I really didn't notice how stupid <laughs> some people are. Because now that I've like read the books and read the thing, and you know, I have got the Twitter page. He's like, you need to do your own research. I did do my own research. That's how we got here. I I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And and one of these, when you have people who tell you, don't read, you know, I don't read books. Because books, there's nothing good in a book, or 
uh, I don't think that you should be able to read these books. These books are, you know, woke propaganda or critical race theory. I'm like, these are exactly the fucking books that you need to be reading. These are the these are important, important books. And it's even and and I would like to blame this on just white people, but it's more than that because it stemmed, it is extended to black folks because now we're doing that stupid shit too. Because you got somebody like Kyrie who went to fucking Duke. Nigga, you know the earth is not flat. Why would you even he he posted that about that slavery, the Hebrews, and didn't even watch the goddamn movie. Like, at least watch the movie. If you're going to ride with it and you believe this, ride with this movie. And then and then when the, the you know, I hope none of you guys are, are, are Black Israelites. I'm, I'm sorry. No. Um, but when they were riding with him, when they were all marching down the square and then people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, protest for Kyrie. Can we not act like these motherfuckers ain't crazy? Like they were, if you saw them on the street, you would go to the other side of the street because they're fucking nuts. They are not all of a sudden different motherfuckers. They were the same anti-intellectual motherfuckers they were yesterday. They're not, they're not, on, we're not on the same team. Like this whole idea that I don't want to read anything or I'm going to ride with somebody whose ideas are fundamentally flawed, they easily can be answered by a Google search or a fucking book, does not sit right with my spirit. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be riding with Kanye. I'm not going to be riding with Kyrie because I know better. I easily answer any of the questions that you have with a simple fucking Google search. Like, I don't like when people lie to me about things that I can easily find the answer to. And intellectualism is just based on this. Yeah, and it's, and it's awful to me. It, it sucks. <laughs> it makes me very angry also. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish, now, now I'm going to have to add this as honorable mention, the the term woke and how people use it like as an excuse for everything that's wrong with it, what they see wrong with their life. I fucking hate that now. Like every time something goes wrong, when they fuck up, they're like, oh, the work, the woke world is censoring me or some shit like that. Like, I, I, like, have got, I have people up. say, like, my movie flopped because of the woke media. Yeah, oh, wait, wait. I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Wait a minute. Or like, what's that, Yellowstone? Because the funny thing about it, because they were like, Yellowstone is the anti-woke show. And then the creator of Yellowstone was like, actually, if you watch the show, it's actually pretty fucking woke. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or my favorite thing they're doing now is don't don't give me no pronouns. Like, bitch, you know what a pronoun is? Right. You ain't going to grammar school? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I saw, I saw a lady, number four, who was like, I don't <laughs> want my man to ever, ever use his, him pronouns. I'm like, do you know what a pronoun is? Like, that's exactly <laughs> like he was using that before. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was she, her. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just so weird that people are championing stupidity now. I'm like, God damn. I, I I don't feel like I've ever done this in my lifetime where I look at situations where, where I see a group of people like, you motherfuckers are really stupid. Like, yeah. really fucking yeah. stupid. Like, insanely stupid. Like, when I see book. When I ever see those guys who have like 30 flags in their, on their truck and it's like, it's like lifted and like slanted and then they got like four flags on their truck and 
I can guarantee you that that person is a fucking dumbass has never read a book and they will go and complain about their gas mileage with all of this drag. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure that when gas was like $4 a gallon, he was going around sticking, I did this stickers on shit, getting eight miles to the gallon with his 37 flags. Like, motherfucker, this is your fault. You did this. You knew what this was. You cannot complain. You cannot complain about gas mileage if you bought and created a lifted fucking truck. You know what this was. You bought into this party. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. One, one yeah. of the smartest things I did this year was buy a car that's fuel efficient. I'm thinking about my next car being electric. I'm like seriously thinking about it, or at least a hybrid. We'll see. My wife is like, but they're more expensive. I mean, but I mean, when, when shit hit the fan and you getting 500 miles to a tank. Yeah, that shit matters. <laughs> Shit matter. Don't say nothing. <laughs> all, all my nephews and my kids are very happy that I bought a fuel efficient car because they have better gifts this year because of it. Exactly. I, I've saved so much fucking money on exactly. gas this year. It's it's insane. I'm like, I got a lot of fucking on, money. On that point about you, but about so, woke, just just one little piece about I hate the fact that woke was just a, a word that black people used. It was like, hey, you just need to be aware. Is you know, hey, they out here, they watching. Just be on your peace yeah, and peace. Stay woke. Just stay woke. Hey, keep your eyes open. That's all that meant. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the woke fucking media. No, nigga, that's not. You're not even using it in the right context. No, no. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what it feels like. It feels like when a three year old learns a new word and they just keep saying the word over and over yeah. again. And they no, like, and, they, and they got a reaction. Like the first time they said it, it was funny. Or the yeah. first time they said it, you're like, oh. And now they say it constantly. Yeah, like, <laughs> like when they learn a bad word, and they just yeah. keep saying like fuck over again because they saw nah. you laugh the first time. Like, all right, you got to cut that shit out now. You can't keep saying fuck. <laughs> right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I Once again, I don't know where we are. We're, we're on mic uh, number my two. Number two. Negative. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to change the mood up a little bit. So uh, my number two negative was uh, over the summer, my three-year-old daughter broke her arm and it was – literally probably the worst day of my life I remember uh, that. she Almost was cry hearing that she was she is she's so small like just in general like for her age she is so small and she was getting down off of the trampoline actually she had asked me to come get her from the trampoline so she didn't hurt herself on a trampoline like uh you know jumping and, and had an accident she had already finished jumping she's standing on the edge of it she asked me to come get her i'm on my way to go get her and she starts to get down herself and she falls off and she breaks her arm on the base that it uh, stood on. And I, I didn't know. She started crying. I assumed, hey, she fell. And I picked her up and her arm looked like a like a fucking schwa. Like it was like it, it was and it, it broke. It fucking broke me. Like it, it like I said, it, it was the worst. It's probably the worst day of my life. And it, it turned into a whole thing. I had to I had to go take a. I had to go take a breather. I went in my car, started crying, got myself back together. We make in the hospital move. Uh, we had to, I was in Canada at the time. My wife's Canadian. We were over in Canada. The wait times, even though they have free healthcare, the wait times are horrific. So we made the drive back here to Detroit from where we were at in Canada. So downtown Detroit Children's Hospital was about 40 minutes from where yeah, we were at. That's the move. Yep. So we hauled ass down there. And we get to the hospital and we're doing the whole hospital thing. And we're in the, the place where they check you in at. And up to this point, uh, my wife hadn't gone to the bathroom yet. And she's like 
about the pop, not about the pop pregnant, but probably about six, seven months pregnant at the time. And she's like, all right, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. So she takes off to go to the bathroom. And the person who was in the, uh, in the, in the room with us, the uh, doctor, whoever it was, it was checking us in, not the doctor, but whoever was checking us in, they had to do some paperwork thing. They were like, all right, I'll be back in a second. So it was just me and my daughter sitting there. And then I, I broke down again and I'm just sitting there and I'm, I'm not like bawling or anything like that, but she notices and she goes, it's okay, dad, dad, I'm okay. <laughs> and like, that was like, yeah, that was it. So, uh, that whole experience and, and everything that came of it, the, the rest of that night, uh, the whole experience of her having a cast, all of that is like, was just a really rough, it was a rough summer. And, um, yeah, but that that specific day, that's that's my number two. Sorry, I had to fuck up the mood. No, no, no that was that's a perfect number two because I, I I always joke with Mike about this. Mike has an a, a obnoxiously adorable family, like he has like a a Kodak picture family that you see like in the frame. He got these adorable <laughs> kids, this beautiful wife, and then him. I'm like, God damn, Mike, can you not can you look a little less successful? <laughs> Like, yeah, like this picture fa- family. I'm like, and I love that. How about this? I can say this. And then all my pictures I take myself because I do photography. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> like yeah, you ain't in none of them shits. <laughs> no, no, I'm in the pictures too. But yeah, I, I set them up. It, it's, I love seeing it because it's two sides of Mike that I really appreciate. It's the dichotomy of Mike that's on Twitter, who if you fuck with him, he give you that smoke. Then there's family Mike, who's like Cliff Huxtable. Like, like he, he's like all about his kids, taking pictures with his kids, and that being adorable and stuff. He's like super dad. And like, right. ah, that's I love seeing that side of Mike. You, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I've never verbalized this, but it's a thought I've always had. I, I've never really understood completely when people observe me in my life with my family and they come to me like, man, you're a really good father, man. Like, oh, I can't believe it. How are you such a good father? And, and in my mind, I just go, it's not hard to love my kids. Like, I just love my kids. Like, oh, and, that, like it and that's it. Like, yeah. I, I, but I don't, I don't, that shit it is. doesn't register with me as a, <laughs> as a task or like a duty or like something yeah. I'm accomplishing. It's like, yeah. it just is like, I don't understand. Like, what do you, it, it that's to me, it's like asking me, like, how do you love your kids so much? That's what, that's what I'm hearing yeah. when people say it's, that it's, to me. And it's, it's odd weird. To me. It's weird for me. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't like the bar is really me. low. You know, you ever feel like yeah. that when they say stuff like that? Like, yes. hey, you're a really good dad. Or you yeah, guys. I'm like, I'm like, play, I'm like, I'm playing with my kids. I'm like, I, I don't feel like I'm a, doing something worthy. This of is not an accomplishment. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just yeah. here. Like, cause I love my kids and they're here and I have to take care of them because they're my children. Like, what else would I be doing? Yeah. What's the alternative? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. What should I be doing? Like, like, we we've seen the alternative. The alternative is future. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? uh, Funny about that? About the whole future Russell Wilson thing is that um, black men have been telling you for a while, that Russell Wilson wasn't the motherfucker that y'all thought he was. Yes. And then, it turns out <laughs> they, could, they could spot a Fugazi nigga from a mile away, because it's coming all out. The, the bone, the closet door came open and the bones fell out. You're like, oh, you are really not the person we thought you were. Yeah. 
Like, I feel like we all, like, if anything, I know I've been dogging old black men tonight, not everybody, really. Um, but I think we owe them an apology for that. Because <laughs> they read they read Russell Wilson ass real quick. <laughs> Why do y'all hate him? He's so nice. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think him being a whack football player now kind of plays into Yeah, that it too. does. It yeah. does. But the whackness, the whackness and, like, his personality traits, when you're whack, at the football, if you're good, I can overlook your personality traits. But when we suck, all of that is just exacerbated. You know, it's like the baby. The baby made good music. We wouldn't give a damn. He was problematic, but his music stinks. He out here selling hundreds of tickets. <laughs> right, <laughs> going double wood. And, and, and honestly, like, see the bitches on group file, like buy yeah. one get one. Yeah. Price. And, and here's the thing. This this nigga is playing that shit all wrong. If you if he if he'd have sold it like he was giving back to the community by doing something, you know, uh, uh you know, philanthropic. I can't really say it, but whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> then he could be like, yo, I'm giving back to the community. I'm going to two-for-one sale. But no, he made it like it was like he was doing bad, like fucking charity for him. Like, no. <laughs> no, man, what are you doing? Watching dimes have an ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sad. Hey, now she mentioned it, I saw the wildest thing on the internet. It just made me bust out laughing. They were like, the baby could have been this generation's ludicrous. And I looked at like, what? Right. Do you know who ludicrous the dis- the ludicrous disrespect, is? The disrespect like, to ludicrous. Like, come on, <laughs> like, yo, I, I, I understand that y'all are young. And stupid. <laughs> and stupid, but ludicrous was ludicrous. Ludicrous was a no one had a flow that ludicrous. No one. To this day, no one has a flow of Luda. And I don't think you could even match it. Like, if you ever tried to rap, like, as you know, stealing somebody's flow is common. It's common now. It's like water. You know, everybody sounds like a fucking Migos. But if you tried to sound like Luda, you, you would just sound like a, a, a bad carbon copy of a one of one. You're not. You can't do it. Yeah, and to add on to that, Ludacris is going like five times platinum. Mm-hmm. He was going like all, all like all the time. That was like common for Ludacris. He was like mm-hmm. super popular. He was one of those guys who can kind of yeah. like. <laughs> you remember they had the uh, the 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 verses with him and Nelly, and I was like, Nelly can't can't yeah. bang with Luda. Luda got hits off the bench, and he ain't even yeah. played yet. Yeah, that's like <laughs> uh, I knew what, how that was gonna go down because I'm like, come on, man. I like Nelly, but Luda it has not only his hits. Yeah. He has hits for other people. Yeah. That His stats, this, their album sales and stats were similar, but if you go like hit for hit, song for song, especially people who know. Yeah. It's not even close. It's not even close. He, he's kind of like Jadakiss with that. Like how people like uh, underestimate Jadakiss. Yeah. Until they start hearing Jadakiss' yeah. hits. And they're like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. This is really so that dude. The minute you start, like, you, if you look at his album sales, you're like, eh. the minute you hear Luda, I mean, uh, Jada, you're like, oh, who the fuck is this? Where all these hits <laughs> came from? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. Bangers. <laughs> I, I, I think I said it when the Dipset lock thing happened. I was like, Jada Kids could have probably took Dipset by herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they so Dipset, like, and I love it, remind, it reminded me a bit of, like, remember when Roy Jones and Mike Tyson went, was boxing? And Mike yes. Tyson had been out of the ring, but you could tell he'd been still I'm still at it. I still yeah. got it a little bit. And Roar is like, 
I just ate a donut before I came out here. That's how <laughs> Dipset was. Dipset was like, hey, we ain't said a, st- I ain't done none of these songs in 20 years. And Locks was like, we had a concert yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's my positive 1.5 right there with that fucking versus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when, I, think it was, I think it was Jules. He was like, Y'all ain't got no hits for the ladies and tickets and what? I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, nigga, this is over. Yeah. And, and, and the sad part about it is I love Dipset. I love Dipset was a movement. Too. Matter of fact, if you want to go with like who actually changed music, it was Dipset. Dipset had a, a whole movement where the locks never really had that movement. It was always underground. But if you're going to go bar for bar, or a Jada for anybody, really. He's gonna eat your ass under the table because he yeah. he a monster. <laughs> I agree. Dipset kind of changed. Dipset made fashion and rap kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not down south southern fashion, but like this New York swag that they have mm-hmm. when they wear all this leather colorful coats. stuff and yeah, the leather coats and leather coats and the yeah. pink polos. That was yeah. Cam. Yeah, that was all Cam, and he could do it, and he made it work. Well, Cam had the pink polos. <laughs> you know, you said, uh, you know, you know, I understand y'all kids, and you're like, yeah, because it's why you still stupid. You know, what's interesting about getting older. It's kind of like a, a thought that I a thought that I've had lately. That, you, that we hate young people. <laughs> well, yes, but as we get older, we reflect on ourselves and look at how yeah. stupid we were when we yes. were that age. I was like, man, that was dumb as fuck. And like, as I get older, I, once I hit forty, I looked at it. I was like, man. That was some stupid shit you was doing. You was thirty. That yeah. was stupid. Then, then I, my next thought was, "Am I stupid now? Yeah. Like, what about doing stupid right now?" <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. the point. Like, it wasn't until I hit forty that I was like, 50 year old Mike is probably gonna look at current Mike and be like, "Oh, he was stupid yeah. at that boy." I'm like, "Damn, I'm doing something stupid right now." <laughs> I remember, man, because you know my son is two, and I, I had him. I was already, I was damn near forty. I was thirty nine. He got on the last train out to fucking station. And, and and one of the things that I will say about being a older parent is that young me might could have ran around here more often, but I was not prepared for this shit. <laughs> I was not prepared for this party. Like, I, I am glad that I gave, you know, 25-year-old me a break <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying, or I kept wearing them fucking condoms because... I, I couldn't handle none of this. I'm actually that, that's that's a win. <laughs> it was a lifetime win. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll be on that. We on our last positives. Yeah. We got yeah, like one more last positive, one last negative, right? For everybody. Yeah. I guess I'll should go ahead. Do, should we do the negatives first and end the show with? Yeah, the positives? probably. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll we'll right. end on the positives. All right, that's a good idea. That was me being positive. See. Yeah. Like see. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I guess you gonna go first, Mike. Which Mike? Oh man! All right, that's fine. Oh, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mike on Mike, Mike and Mike. Um, which was a great show, by the way. They kept the wrong Mike, but whatever. They one hundred percent did. Um, the constant stream of negativity. I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I mean, it's been since 2020. Shit ain't been right. Shit ain't been right since Kobe died. Ever since Kobe <laughs> died, it's been fucked up. Like yeah. every. Every single day. And just on that, I it's weird because I usually don't get upset about the death of celebrities. But when Kobe died, I, I really had to shed a tear, a couple tears for that. Cause that shit really hit me sideways. And I wasn't really prepared for it. <laughs> um, and ever since then, it's just been co- Kobe and COVID and Trump and you know, Roe v. Wade and anti-intellectualism 
and crazy black people and it's just constant it's every day i just want some positive like shit is so weird that or so negative that we've just i completely forgot that Ruby way was a thing putin putin threatens nuclear annihilation on a regular goddamn basis and we don't even blink we used to have a doomsday clock what fuck is that clock we don't even use that clock no more Cause it's like every goddamn day. It would be at fucking nine or five or six thirty. I don't even know how that shit worked. Every goddamn day, because Putin is like, hey, we're gonna use nukes, or North or North Korea is like, hey, we're gonna use fucking nukes. And I'm like, I whatever, man. At this point, dude, just do that shit. <laughs> like I'm tired. I'm tired. Like this negativity is just too much, man. It's just it's just constant. It's a constant stream of bullshit on bullshit to the point where my list struggles to find positives. It's, you know, like right now, I'm complaining about the pr- about the price of eggs. I don't even eat eggs, but why the fuck are eggs $9? Like it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It just feels like you just can't just blanket blame that on, on inflation. Like at some point, motherfucker is you. <laughs> Nothing in your process has gone up except for you Raising the price of eggs to nine goddamn dollars. Them damn chickens are the same price they were yesterday. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm mean, tired of the negativity. I think that I think I, I need some positivity. I need I need happy thoughts. I need a sunny day. It can't rain every day. It's it's got to be some. It's got to be a sunny day. We need a sunny day. Yeah, that's part of why my uh my one about finding finding my you know way to recharge and my time alone and whatnot. That's another reason why it's so valuable. Because like you said, there's just so much. It's just thing after thing after thing like you said you mentioned vladimir putin like that didn't make our collective 15 words yeah. no no <laughs> yeah, how fucking I, nuts this shit I, is i completely <laughs> forgot like yeah he, he like he like invaded a goddamn country yeah like yeah. that <laughs> it's just i mean like i said the, the, the negative lives i could i had pages and pages of this wild shit yeah it's wild <laughs> uh, who want to go with the number one negative you want to go michael want me to go uh i'll go so my number one is something that is kind of like, I feel like we've reached the culmination of like a couple of years of progress toward this place that I, I call it like uh, virtue signaling in the age of outrage. And I think the way we got, I want to start with how we got here to explain why I'm so irritated by it. So like starting off with like around the Me Too movement, the Me Too movement came you know you know came about and it was doing great stuff right you know we're we're holding fuck boys accountable people are getting checked people who have been abusing women for decades are getting held accountable everything's going really good in that regard but you know we're hearing a little negative chatter from people who obviously don't want to be held accountable for being fuck shit and then we kind of started to expand it and we started holding people accountable for being fuck shit in other ways. You know, you out here calling people niggas. We might, we might get you up out of here. Like, you might not be able to do your job as whatever, you know, actor or comedian or whatever. You know, if you say something wild, right. you know, if you say right. like, really fucked up, we're going to get you up out of here. And then we started getting the cancel culture term came, came about. And I don't know about you guys. At that time, I did not. Cancel culture was not a term for me personally. It was mm. there was no such thing as that. It was accountability yeah. culture for me. Like, I'm like, this is fuck boys being held accountable or fuck people, whoever the fuck, anybody, who, anybody could get it who deserves it. Right. And I'm like, this is going great. I don't care that they're mad that they can't be fuck shit anymore. It's about time fuck shit people get held accountable. I am all about accountability. Big fan. And consequences. Two of my favorite things. Accountability and consequences. But then 
we got too far with it. And now we are at a place where we are like searching every syllable of every word with a fine tooth comb, looking for a way to get offended and, and make it so that you can now only exist in one of two places, being completely accepting of everything. Or if you question anything, you hate whatever you hate, whatever that everything. is. Everything. Right. You just you hate that thing now. Right. And I think like we have gotten so far in the wrong direction. Now those same people who were jabbering about cancel culture but were wrong about it are now right about it. And that's what frustrates me is that something that started off doing good had people who were still being fuck shit like, no, that's something that I don't like. And it was a good thing. And now we've gotten so fucking virtuous that now those people are right. And what was once a good thing is now being used in such ridiculous ways to like get people just up out of here that right. say whatever, say or do whatever thing that you don't like. And it's like, I'm not sitting here saying like, I, I'm not going to go to so-and-so's concert because I disagree with them about, I don't know, whatever opinion they may have. Like that's too far when people aren't allowed to even ask questions about stuff or feel a certain way about stuff. Like if you think about, I think, uh, I think uh, the best example is with like trans people. Like if you are somebody who says, you know, maybe I don't want my uh, six year old learning about having their genders changed in kindergarten class. I want to learn how to color inside the lines. If you say that, I think that's a very reasonable thing to say. Like maybe you don't want a stranger teaching your kid that at six in kindergarten. Maybe you, you want to teach that to your kids yourself or maybe you want them to learn how to add first before they learn about that that kind of thing. But you can't even ask that without being labeled transphobic or, right. you know, things like that. And it's like, it's so ridiculous that people are yeah. not even allowed to, to right. even discuss right. anything that's not complete and open and total acceptance of right. everything. You either and 100% in maddening. or you yeah. 100% out. You yeah, and it's like, oh, you can't, and you don't, and the thing, you don't even have to hold a like 1% opposition. You don't even have to like hold the opposite. You can't even ask about it. No. Like you can't even pose it. Like right. Yeah. You, you know, if you if, if you were to say, and you don't know, we were just talking about pronouns. But if you would be like, you know, they you co-opting they as a pronoun, it's stupid. If you would be like, that's probably not the pronoun you could have used. Like you could do better. You could you could come up with something better than they. Ah, you're you're, you're racist. Yeah, you're, you're homophobic. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm just saying that they ain't the best. Like it sounds like it's like eighty y'all. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of agree with that because I know, like doing the podcast, I do with the, the tagline it is, you know, not the culture through diversity. It's a little difficult when you try to have people from all walks of life on here, who who views you may not agree with, and people kind of like want to get mad. Well, why this person's getting a um, getting airtime on your platform. I'm like, no, it's this This is how we find out. This is how we become yeah. better. I have people who have different viewpoints than I have on the podcast so I can learn from those viewpoints. And then I think it, it also helps us learn, okay, let's say for somebody I don't agree with completely. Yeah. If I have the tools to argue against the stuff I don't agree with, with by talking to them, I think that helps us all. It does. But the problem is now is that you can't even have a conversation with them now. You can't even because you feel like you're giving them a platform or you're opening up. You, you need, we need to have dialogue with people we don't like so we can solve yeah. these problems. 
right? That's and, the main thing. <clears throat> and these people. And without being like labeled as something horrific that you are not, and then yeah. like having your life ruined, yeah. like like, yeah. why, like why do we go to these? Why do we only exist at extremes? And the only way that a person like that could even ever learn is is by embracing people that they're not like them. Like I think the the biggest problem with with racism is that people don't travel. You don't travel. You don't get out and see the world or or meet people that are not like you. I mean, we live in a country that's like, yeah, we you live in Detroit, you know, and because of the Great Migration, it's Detroit has a high African American population. I live in the South, and we know why we here. I, you know why I'm here. <laughs> but if you go to fucking Montana, it's like three of us, and and of course you're gonna be racist because you. When, how often do you meet black people? So that interaction with people of a of different races, this is what this is beneficial. It's beneficial to to that point though. I don't want to talk to someone from that doesn't have an opposite viewpoint because I don't respect it. I don't respect your viewpoint in my mind. And granted, this may be me being narcissistic. You know, hey, whatever. Um, but there is my viewpoint, which is right, and yours, which has no merit and is completely wrong. And I will not embrace it and va- validate it. We're not going to even act like it's a, it exists because you're wrong. So that idea of having someone on my platform, because, you know, um, back in the day, your boy asked me to come on his platform. And I told him no several times because I'm like, I don't respect your opinion. <laughs> I oh, can't come at- Mr. Uncut. Yeah, yeah. He's like, come on, over, come on my show and debate. No, we're not fucking debating. I don't respect you. How can I debate someone when I don't respect your opinion? <laughs> right? That's just, just there's That's right valid. and it's what you're doing and it's not. So, yeah, I, I, I get what you guys are saying about diversity, but also I don't, I'm like, Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also a valid thing. That's also a valid thing to have too. There's, there's, I think there's no wrong answer in that. I think that the wrong answer is be like, well, you can't do this because if you do this, yeah. you're you're enabling this person. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's, it's not it's not that deep. I'll give you a perfect example. What was it? It had to be a month ago at this point now. The whole Nori thing when Kanye West came out, the terrible drink champs interview. I'm not gonna lie to you. I might have said the same thing, like, hey, hey, nigga, don't get that dude a platform. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I, I might have said that, but this is the thing. So I made a comment about it because people were like roasting Nori and stuff like that about it. Rightfully so. I'm like, and I said this comment, j- partially joking, like, y'all expect a man who made the song with the hook and goes, what, 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 <laughs> to give a profound interview to Kanye West. <laughs> Like, I, honestly, let's be let's be real. Like I love Nori. Nor, Nori. Nori I didn't see close. I didn't see that tweet, but if I did, I would have been like, "LOL." Like yeah. <laughs> Nor Nori's problem with drink chance is that he drinks. Like yeah. if he were sober, because he was on there and he was close, he was really close to testing Kanye's views on things. But the alcohol that clouded his judgment. And then he would let him off the hook. I'm like, no, yeah. motherfucker, keep pressing. You're, you're right there. <laughs> but but people got mad at me because I said that. They're like, oh, you're you you you're letting Nori off the hook. Like, no, he's just not the person you expect to get the Barbara Walters interview from Kanye no, West. No. He's not the guy who you expect to should have got Charlemagne. He yeah. the he the black interview guy, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, you're not, I'm not expecting that from Noriega. From CNN. But, but even that even still feeds into my point, though. Like, not even the fact that 
whether or not you think Noriega is is a good interviewer, regardless, regardless of that, it was a fucking joke. But like, yeah. why did you have to like find a reason to get upset about it? Like People whoever this was, like why did you have to find a reason to get upset about it? And then, and then, so they could label you as somebody who supports Noriega wow. giving shitty people platforms. Like, that's what it went. Like, you yeah. made a joke and they found something to get mad about and labeled you as something else. That's exactly right. what yeah. my point was. I mean, like, even if you had a point, even if you had a point or a stance that's like they don't agree with, it, it, it seems like a lot of leap, leaps in logic. Like, I, I saw a, a tweet from a lady. Who was basically saying like she couldn't date a, a bisexual guy, and then right under that, just say you're homophobic and leave it at that. Like whoa, 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 that's a big leap in logic. You right, got exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've been a part of a few of those conversations that went real left, and I'm like, come on, like you, you. Yeah. I think we have to give room for people just because you don't, you have a preference to certain things, don't make you hate the other thing. Right. I'm not all in on anything. I'm not 100% on anything. Like <laughs> I don't love anything 100%. <laughs> this is going to be a, a little controversial, but I'm going to say it. Saying that you don't want to sleep with a trans person doesn't make you homophobic. That's and just that, not their preference. That, and the that, fact that I, the fact you can't I, even say that. Because of what I just said, exactly. Because <laughs> of what I just said, you had to put a disclaimer on that. That did yeah. not require a disclaimer, yeah. Delvin. It, no, like that is not, it, that it does said. not require, but you felt like you had to put that disclaimer uh, on there because of what I was just saying. But pe- people, <laughs> people will take it that way. You know, people, anybody who knows me knows how I feel about trans people. Trans people are amazing. I think they're great people. But they do. Like, don't. Yeah, fuck I don't want to date. Like, I don't want to date. <laughs> yeah, so, well, exactly. And, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, that's another thing too. Like, they are great people. Don't fuck with your allies. Yeah. Like we like trying to like be super virtuous and find offense in everything you're gonna fuck around and alienate people who truly care about you yeah. and want to help you and yeah. and, 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 and to what that point and to that point like you you can't like i'm doing my best <laughs> yeah. i'm doing my best i don't i don't understand where you're coming from but i understand that we have some commonality in our struggles so my commonality with you is not that i understand what you're going through i because i don't but i understand the struggle and fighting against oppre- oppression. So yeah. this is where the commonality lies. So where, while I may not understand you or even want to date you, I still support you because I support the struggle and I know what you're going through to fight that fight for acceptance and for rights because we, I mean, I'm black. <laughs> this yeah. is what we do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So should, yeah, should understand at least. Yeah, yeah. we. I, I completely understand. So yeah, I don't know where we are now. Are it's in me. Um, no, uh, wait, Delvin's number one. Number one positive, right? Wait, uh, we just oh, did number it. one negative. Uh, no, it's my number one number negative. Two. Yeah. Then you just do your one number one negative. Without this, oh, that was, no. I just did. Mike just did. Oh, oh, one oh, negative. oh, 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 yeah. Go. Okay. My number one negative. It's kind of simple, I think. It's let me see if I can word this properly. I'm trying to get it back in my head again because we went on a whole tangent about it. My number one negative is not seeing our black, not our black, I guess my my kids' generation and kind of our generations, black hip-hop artists grow old. It's a trend that's very troubling to me. Like um Take Off Past not too long ago, 
Cool. Was so, and I'm not even talking about like the, the gang violence. Stuff. I'm not that's, even talking about getting shot. I just, yeah. I just want you, to, you guys get old. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's the, getting shot is a whole issue in itself. Like yeah. take off the tragic, horrible. He, the fact that he wasn't even doing shit makes right. it even worse. He's so unproblematic. Like yeah. that's it, it's it's wild. But the fact that we have people like Coolio, man, he's not living. The, like we should, we should be able to see fifties, man. It's yeah, we should be able to see eighty-year-old rappers like moving around. Yeah. In fact, DMX, Coolio, seeing all these rappers not get K. Slay, not getting to be old. You it's, know what's you know what's wild to me is I've watched these fucking rock artists like snort everything that moved. Yes, and they just live forever. But yes, somebody like Coolio died at like fifty-two. What the? Uh, uh, the Roller Stones still being alive is incredible, dog. Yeah, right. Fucking, I, fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. What did he say? He smoked ants. He snorted ants one time. Like, come on, man. He bites <laughs> our re- bats' heads, and he's still alive. But but DMX is gone. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, it, it's it's baffling to me that we see. It's not even like either we get young artists dying from gun violence, or we get our older artists, the ones that we grew up dying at fifty for like heart disease and. Drug overdose and stuff like that. Come on, man. It, that is that is depressing to me. It is I hate to see that ge- this hate generation see of or this generation and, and our generation of artists yeah. dying at I, such a young age. I was really, really hurt with that death of Twitch, and more than I thought I would be. Because I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Twitch. I mean, I seen him on Ellen, and you know, he's the happy Negro. And the fact that someone who seemed so happy and had everything to live for could not want to be on this earth. It's just like profoundly <laughs> depressing to me. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just, like, it's like, man, if you don't want, if you don't, if you hate it here, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's, it's disturbing to see. It is. It is very disturbing. And what me. I mean by it is not disturbing to see that for him. I know people, Cause now you mentioned Twitch, people wanted him like he. I see people say some wild shit about him, like him. He chose the cowards way out and stuff like that, or whatnot. The thing that disturbs me about it is to to make the choice to want to end your life and to live the life he was living, where he was showing so much happiness on the outside. Mm-hmm. He had to have so much pain on the inside. Mm-hmm. He had to be withholding so much pain and just kind of like bottling up that nobody knew about that people just like, that he had that's to just about carry. Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that's, that's, that's horrifying to think about. Like imagine yeah. that you have all this pain, this anger, this angst. I mean, to Robin Williams defense though, he was, he, I think he had a really debilitating disease that was like cascading downhill. But even if you, you know, somebody like Anthony Bourdain and he talks about it a little bit, he's like, it, because like when you did with depression, you just it just takes like one moment of weakness. It, it, every day you could be strong all day, and one moment you're like, you know, fuck it, I could do this, and do and go and make it happen. And it, my my biggest problem, and I I don't want to call it a coward's way out. It's just I can't imagine leaving my son like this. I can't imagine leaving my wife like this. No matter how I feel, how depressed I am, I have this one of my greatest fears is that I won't be here to protect them, that I won't be here to make sure that my son has the guidance that he needs. 
And the idea of me doing that to myself, it just, I can't fathom. I can't fathom that idea. It, it, it just doesn't make sense to me to have young kids. I, I just, I don't understand. It doesn't compute in my mind, but I also don't know him and I don't know what he was dealing with. And, and, and that makes me even more sad that I'm sure that crossed his mind and it's still his pain outweighed all of those things. And that just sucks. It really I, sucks. I can kind of speak from that place because I, I was in a dark place at one time in my life where I was really depressed. And I can honestly tell you, you don't think about that. You think that um, the world would be better off without you, including your kids. Like you'd be like, uh, they'll be fine. They'll be better off. They can move on. They will be much happier if I'm not there. And I think that's one of the things that depression does. It makes you feel like you don't matter. And when you feel like you don't matter, nothing that anybody can say can really stop that. Yeah. Even like yeah. even what like you said, your kids, they matter to you, but you feel like you're you being here is not helping them. And I think that's one of the worst fears as a parent. Like, hey, I'm failing my kids to the point where I am a detriment to them. That's one of the most interesting perspectives I've heard on depression ever. Yeah, it is. That's why. Like, like that's that's wild. like that's what that 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 gave me a unique a unique yeah. understanding that I didn't have before. Yeah, well, I, I'm 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 saying it from experience because I, I like I said not to get to, I I may have talked about it on an episode of the podcast, but I I went through it I years years ago at this point where I twenty I want to say 2012 I thought about killing myself and when that happened. That was one of the things like that was going through my mind. I was I was in a serious, 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 like dark place. And like I've been way better now and I kind of came through that. And even though I've I've had I'll say I've had dark moments, but never to that point. Even like I think the darkest moment I've had was when my grandma was sick, but I I didn't feel like that then. But like I said, 2012, I was in my darkest point in my life, and it was like that's what I gathered from that. It's like mm, I got so depressed, it was more or less like, it wasn't like I didn't feel like, I felt like me being here for my family is a detriment to them. That's wild. That really is wild. I, that never even occurred. <laughs> yeah. That never even occurred to me. It, it, it's funny because my wife well, cares I, more, more about my well-being than I do. I'll put it this way. Because <laughs> like I, I I'm speaking from experience. You start thinking of shit like, you know, I, I got a life insurance policy. If I'm gone, they, they'll be good. Uh, certain things, like I, I got certain things they can sell that are make them financially secure. You don't have a life security policy. You start thinking of wild shit in your head, that, which is not true at all. So to clarify for people who go through these dark moments, because I can tell this, because I'm not going to give any names or stuff like that. And one, and one of the, I guess I can make this part of the bright sides of Twitter. I've had many people I've seen go through some shit on Twitter, and I've seen them like get down a dark path. And because of what I experienced, people I don't even know sometimes. I reach out to them and I have a conversation with them. One one situation happened, I want to say a year ago, dude was talking about suicide. I told him to call me. He called me and I had a conversation with him about it. And he I talked him out of it and a year later, he reached out to me, and he was like, he's doing a lot better, and he's good. And he was like, your conversation is what helped me 
through that. And that made me feel really good that, you know, um, he remembered it. That's wow. You know, that um, I'll, I'll give you a little more offline about that because I want to put his stuff out there. But yeah, it's a he, he became a notable person. I'll just say that. And I, I I, I'll, that tell you, I'll tell you this. It's, it's good that you say that because I know a lot of people are like, you know, posting that. Check up on your people. Check up on your people. And I was like, somebody got that in their head. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, sometimes it comes across my timeline. And when I see some, it comes across my timeline, I always throw out a DM like, hey, man, you all right? You good? Right. You know, right. I don't want to see the next tweet be this person yeah. is passed. Yeah. I think, I think. I think I I could be better at that. I need to work on my empathy. I'm more of a like a there there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think I brought down the room. <laughs> oh, nah, I, you no, good. I thought the I thought the feed froze. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, nah, you good. Now nah, you um, good. Shoot, that was that was my last negative, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think we're on our positives now, which is why we well, said well, it's good thing we said it for the last. Well, it's good. <laughs> So I think I'll go first for my positive to kind of light things up. My positive is honestly the year I've had. And what I mean by that, it's a year of self-reflection. It's a year of healing. It's a year of growth. And when I and why it's so positive to me is, one, I'm watching my kids grow up. My son's 17. My, my daughter's 15. That's a blessing. I'm learning to start to enjoy life for myself now. Yeah, my kids still need me. I'm still doing things for my kids. But for those who don't know, I went through a divorce. But my divorce got finalized by the time we record this last year. So with that happening, and I'm it's no ill will, it's no I'm in a good place from that. Right. We we separated we, I'll put it this way. Our divorce one was the best thing that could happen to both of us. And two, it was the most amicable divorce a person could possibly have in terms of like, hey, there's no child support. There's none of that. It's just like, hey, we went our separate ways. That's it. Almost like a like, it, it is as equally a fair divorce as a, anybody can possibly have. <laughs> it's no, it's no malice, no nothing. I don't know. I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah, it, it's it's insane. Like, and I can tell, talk a little bit about that now. It's like. When it was happening, I was trepidations like, uh, can this turn out really bad? Can this be a situation where, like, you know, it can go left? And frankly speaking, it didn't go left at all. It went like everything went my way, and it was completely fair. It's not like, you know, I ended up just fine out the situation. I don't have, like I said, I ain't got to pay no child support. And I do none of that stuff to people out doing the divorce, no alimony, no nothing. It's just like, hey, it's almost like a breakup. It's literally the definition of a, a breakup, like in a relationship. That's it. That's Which wild to me. Insane. That even worked out. It's wild to me that worked out. Yeah. You know, so, and I think because of that, it's like, I've got this new freedom about myself. I've been, like, this past year, I went, just went to Orlando, just been a hell of it, like, three times this year. I just rented a hotel and chung out. One of the times, the first, no, two of the times I went, my ex was like, hey, because she has a boyfriend and stuff now. They were like, hey, you looked out for us. Here's a trip. Go go to go to Universal Studios while you're there. So I like literally went to Universal Studios by myself. Like went early in the that morning. That sounds like a good goddamn time. It it was. It, it was it was the best time because 
I enjoyed myself so much because one, being by myself there, I got to go on a single ride of things. So I got to ride everything yeah. in like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So you had no there's nobody to worry about, nobody Nobody to worry about, no pressure. Yeah. I can just go around the ride, get on the ride I want to get on, eat good food, and when it's time yeah. to go, it's time to go. Yeah, I don't have to stay I'm... out there all day. So I was like, both times I went, I think I left, I got there when it opened, and I left like at eleven AM. And I was like, I had I'm like, I had a full day. I went on every ride like two or three times. I had a that full like day. A that, and, I kind of missed that. My son's like my son is a roller coaster cog blocker. He don't let you ride <laughs> a shit. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it was just it was such a different experience for me. Like, hey, going out to a place like Orlando by myself and not having to worry about other people. Like, okay, we got to go here because the kids want to go here. Got to go this because the ex want to go here. And even and, and it, I think it helped me so much because even with that later that, that the same year, I took them all to Orlando with me because my daughter wanted to go to Orlando. And she and this is the cool thing about her. She wanted to go to Orlando just to go shop. Because Orlando has a lot of like comic book shops and stuff like that. Comic book shops, anime shops, and Dude, cool really? stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff there. She was she didn't want to go to a theme I, park. I had no idea. I need to go check that out now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of them there. She just wanted to go there just for that. She didn't want to go to a theme park or nothing like that. So we I took her up there for her birthday. We had a blast. And it, it was kind of just a co-parenting thing and with the new car, like I said, I got a new car. I got a um, 2016 Chevy Spark. Don't waste no gas. I, I spent the whole trip to go to to and from Orlando was $40 in gas. That's a three-hour drive, three-and-a-half-hour drive to Orlando. $40 to and from. It's three-and-a-half hours? Yeah. Damn, Florida's a long state. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was like um, – and I've done, That's I've, like the t- 17th worst thing about Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not even – that only makes it top it 10. Yeah. I, it's funny you mention that because I've been to Tampa like at least three times in the past like four or five years, and I love Tampa. I, I could legitimately move to Tampa. It's great. I love it, but it's in Florida, and Florida's yeah. fucked up. Like, it's, <laughs> That's the worst part bad. about it. It's in Florida, but Tampa is such a – Great place, and even I, I might even have Orlando onto it because it's so. For a place to have like Disney World, Universal Studios, yeah, and all these tourist traps, it can be pretty empty there. Yeah, especially the off season. Yeah, on we went. Season. We went, man. We went to Tampa one year. We rode the Highway Four <laughs> to to Orlando. Nobody one once again. Nobody tells us. Nobody tells us shit. Nobody tells you for Highway Four is a goddamn parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, goddamn yeah. parking lot. <laughs> we ride. We're like, oh, this is trash. But we got down there, and it was not. It wasn't a problem at all. We went to. I think we went to Sea World because we, you know, with the little one, we got to do non, non fun shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride the roller coasters, but I'm looking at dolphins. <laughs> yeah, and that's the cool thing about Orlando. That Orlando has just stuff for everybody. Like it has it like, does. like Legoland, Sea World. It has all kind of. Yeah. Stuff like Ripley, believe it or not, in medieval times. I didn't get to see the whales. To to. I was sad. I was sad about that. I didn't get to see the orca because they only do it like twice a day. The shows yeah. with the orcas. Everybody else is like eight times a day, and the orcas they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny thing that you mentioned that is 
they had the documentary about, I think what it called Blackfish. Yeah. About SeaWorld. Yeah. I was like, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> no, don't ruin it for me. I like, you know, like, <laughs> it's one of the things I like, let me be ignorant about this. Yeah, let me, let me enjoy yeah. it. I will, I will tell you, my favorite thing about Florida is fucking manatees. I think, I think manatees are just awesome. You know, there's never been a documented case of manatees, violence of a manatee against not only humans, but any animal ever. Like, it's weird that they're cousins to the hippos because hippos are fucking psychos. But yes. manatees just want to <laughs> sit and wade in the water and be fat and have a good time. We chilling. Like, you know, how can that not be a spirit animal? <laughs> I, 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 take, I, I guess I take for granted that Florida has so many manatees. Because I, I I remember like seeing manatees all the goddamn time, like just yeah. in the water. Like you we know, don't get like, to see them. <laughs> like, I've never I've only ever seen them like three or four times, and I I, I love them because it's rare for us. I have been like a dirty ass little river, <laughs> like like going to little river, go fishing, just see a manatee just there. Like what yeah, the manatee doing over here? And then, be there, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. Leave me alone. I'm chilling. Having a good time. I saw y'all have monkeys too. That was weird. <laughs> oh yeah, we got monkeys down there because like, um, because because Florida. <laughs> um, when Hurricane Andrew hit Florida in '92, I think it was Monkey Jungle, either Monkey Jungle or Metro Zoo. Had um the monkey cage. The monkeys got out, and they didn't catch them all, so they just repopulated the certain areas yeah. of South Florida, and they just yeah. like. All right, there's a certain places they got monkeys. They got man. some. They got monkeys now. I mean, they're never going to grow to a, a huge population, mostly because this is not their natural. They're not their ha- natural habitat. So it's a small population. It's probably always going to be that way. But still, yeah. you got fucking monkeys. That's weird. Just, just walking, <laughs> running around. Yeah, just, just running just, around, and they and they're pretty large too. It's like whoa, you yeah. see one, it's like hey, not today, fam. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you go to that area, you'll see monkeys out there. Yeah, you will. I would lose my shit. Man. I would lose my shit. See the monkeys. Yeah. I did too when I, I saw the video on TikTok. They were jumping in the water. I'm like, is that a goddamn monkey? It's like this is Sandy Springs, Florida. You know what? Of course, it's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see flamingos. You'll yeah. see um, storks. Yeah. So I think what else you see out here that just people don't normally see? It's a lot of shit like that you see. Yeah, because it's Florida, yeah. and of course, you know, alligators and fucking oh, yeah, pythons. Alligators, alligators yeah. and pythons. <laughs> Yeah, those boa constrictors because people didn't, you know, had a pet and they put him out, and now he's like sixty foot long fucking boa constrictor in your in this common pond. That's also <laughs> common about Florida. Yeah, you see shit like that all the time. Yeah, y'all got y'all got too much stuff. I can't be yeah. <laughs> I can't be there. <laughs> you have to assume. I remember when the kid kid got snatched up at one of the waiting one of the water ponds in Florida because you know Florida just got random water, and I was yes. like I was like I was like bitch if you don't know and I'm not even from Florida. But if you don't know nothing, assume every body of water got alligators in it. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like you don't do, you don't go swimming in shit. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. That is a fact. But yeah. Anyway, I don't know where we are. Well, I guess you can give your number two positive. Well, your number one positive. Oh man, my number one positive thing, man. It's late too. I'm gonna be late for this tomorrow. It's fucking remote work. I fucking <laughs> love remote work. I am never, never, never going back into the office. See, remote work opened up something that I didn't even know was possible. Because one, after five o'clock when I get off, I'm off. There's no commute. Ain't shit. I close my laptop. I'm home. I'm here. Ta-da, daddy's home. You know? 
Uh, but I don't work a full eight hours. And that time in between, which normally would have been their time, is my time. And it opened up the idea that I could have a second job and I can cake on your ass. I can bust your ass and have two full-time jobs. And I told this to my friend. He was like, why would you want to do that? He's like, because you're thinking of it like, like I work at fucking Safeway and I'm going to my job at UPS. No, nigga. I got two <laughs> overlapping eight-hour jobs that I now work con- continuously. And at five o'clock, that time is still my own. And they, and they both add up together to just eight hours. Like, that shit don't, it don't, it, I can't get that nowhere else. I can't. If That's I go into the office, I couldn't do it. It's just incredible. I love it. <laughs> That's brilliant. So the idea of of matter of fact, remote work is the only positive thing that comes from COVID. Like since COVID, since the idea that I can work from home, that I don't have to go into the office, it's opened up employment to because used to be I, I had this worry that I was going to run out of employers in Charlotte. If you talk to my wife, she'll tell you that I've applied and interviewed a damn near everywhere. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I applied. I, I would interview for them. They were assholes. So, da, 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 da. And I had this word that I was going to run out of employers. And now that we have remote work, the whole world is could be possibly my employer. They call it like, yeah, we're based in, K- in Kentucky, but you know, this was remote, so you won't have to come into the office. Fuck yeah, let's do it. So, everywhere, it doesn't matter where, where you reside, where you live. I can still come and work and do my fucking job. And it's amazing. Like the job I work now, they based out of uh, yeah, Connecticut. I've never been there. I don't know what the office is. I have no <laughs> idea where it is. You know what I'm saying? It's That's amazing. Great. It's amazing. Yeah. Remote work. I'm never going back into the office. Unless you get your servant office. I told them this because I work on um, cloud. Cloud teams, teams and administrator. I guess you could say that. It, it depends on the day. Um, when you get when you get your servers on prem, then I will come into the office. But if 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 your servers are in the cloud and they not in the office, I ain't coming to your fucking office. Why I gotta be there? They not there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> so yeah, remote works awesome. How did you know that you would have the bandwidth to handle the two at the same time, though? Here's the thing, like because so, I feel like there's still the like you would enter into the second one with the risk of like, what if I can't handle this? Here's the problem. So here's the thing, because I, I, I ran this by other people. I know what type of job I'm looking for. So like if you were to say I was a team, team's architect, team architect would be someone that would be like, I'm trying to deploy teams and I need someone to outline and outline that deployment and what that deployment looks like. That could be a lot. If you're looking for just a team's ad, uh, admin, when I'm just, I'm just managing things and I'm just managing tickets, you're never going to have enough people coming to you with problems outside of some craziness that could overlap over on issues. And if you have standing, standing issues, standing um, appointments, you just block both of those off on both on both calendars. If you have anything that's overlapping, there's a such thing as passive and non-passive meetings. So meetings that I don't have to say shit, I can do two at the same time. <laughs> As long as I don't have to talk, I'm good. I can be in this meeting and be the, the most important thing to any of these people because you're not in the office is availability. They just want to see that you're available. As long as that green light is on to my teams, I'm here. I'm here to serve you, even though I ain't doing shit. I'm, even I'm on YouTube or working on the podcast. You know, also, it's very important for you to understand which one is your main. Like you need a main. 
You need to make sure that I, the job that I'm protecting at all costs and a job that I'm willing to lose in case things get sideways. So once you decide which one is going to be your main and which one you're going to protect at all costs, you're going to try to protect both of them. But if you got to jettison one, <laughs> it's not going to be your main. That's kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cake fuller. We'll see how long this gets me. How far this gets me before I get fired from one of them. <laughs> you know, another good thing about remote work, too, was it allowed me to, for, for, because, of, because of the nature of my job, it allowed me to accrue a massive amount of PTO. Yeah. Like, yeah. because I'm like, because my, my, PT, my job, it just roll, it just keeps rolling over. So I accrue uh, every pay period, a certain amount, and it just keeps going until and I can reach a max number, but that's, that's the only restriction on it. So over the two and a half years I'm working from home, even if I get sick, why the fuck am I going to call off? I'll just fucking lay in the bed. And I'll just have my laptop here. Right. Like, yeah. like I was just like, I just wow. kept working. Like, I didn't use any fucking time. Why would I call out? I, I all I had to do is roll out of bed and then do nothing all day. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't working anyway. Like I would have been in the bed not working or sitting at my desk not fucking working. Yeah. <laughs> I might yeah. well get paid. Right. So yeah, it allowed me to accrue a massive amount of uh, time off, and then I crossed uh, my ten year mark. So then my maximum accrual number increased. <laughs> And the amount that I accrue every pay period also increased. So even when I did use uh, a large chunk of time, it didn't impact me at all because I had re- by that point I had reached the maximum. So I used a large chunk. It didn't really impact me, and I've already got like I've already got it back because I just get it. I just accrue it so quick. So that 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 was another positive as well about the remote work. And then uh. You said remote work was the only good thing that came out of COVID. I would also yeah. add curbside pickup. Yes. Curbside oh, yeah. pickup is my yeah. shit. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> yeah, that is great. That is great. Curbside pickup and ability that um, now any almost every grocery store I can order online and just show up and you'll bring this this shit to me. Mm-hmm. Like like the fact that Walmart like I don't have to even go in the store. Yeah, or I don't like, go in stores. I don't go in stores no more. Like mm-hmm. I, sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, you ain't got curbside pickup next." Nah, nah I don't <laughs> even want to go. I don't even want to go. Right? I, like I gotta get out the car. Right? Oh, that. <laughs> Did you hear the kind of twenty twenty two I had? I'm too good to get out the car. Exactly. Gonna <laughs> bring that shit. Like, the most, the most I'm gonna do is open this trunk for you, fam. <laughs> I, I, I and they'd be like, you. "You want me?" They'd be like, "You want me to close it for you?" And I'm sitting here like I could push the button and do it myself. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, knock yourself out. I'm gonna tell you this, and I think this is funny since you mentioned that. One of the greatest feelings in the world I had recently was for Christmas I bought my my grandmother a TV, a 42 inch 4K TV because all her TVs are like old, like seven, right, right, seven twenty and stuff like that. So I bought her a TV, right? Mm-hmm. I bought it from Target, and I had it curbside pickup. So all I had to do was just pull up, and they had to carry that big ass TV to my car. <laughs> And drop it in, and I drove off. That was so such a great feel. Like I ain't gotta carry this. I ain't gotta go inside and look at TVs. I just went online, saw the TV I wanted, hit the button, bring that shit to my car. We good. Yep. I ain't bought man. I I bought mostly buy TVs on Amazon. I go in Best Buy and look at it, and then <laughs> and then I go <laughs> I go buy that bitch on Amazon. Hey hey, Amazon bring that heavy. Bring it right to the front door. Yeah, they go bring it right yeah. to my front door. They used to do. <laughs> They used to do freight. They used to have freight, and the freight people would not only bring it to your front door, but they'd come and unbox that bitch. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
for you. Yeah, that was the, them, them old Amazon days. This was before they had their own thing. Now they got their own thing. Them niggas got to go. Like, hey, I got uh, 400 more stops, Playboy. <laughs> now they made everything so that, you know, adaptable to what COVID was or so you, there's no contact. Like, you don't even have to deal with, like, oh, I want X item. I'm going to go to Target. And then you get to Target, like, ah, oh, fuck, they ain't got it. Like, I'll just be looking in the app. I'll be shopping in my chair, just like, okay, yep, add the cart, add the cart, add the cart, add the cart. Like, I don't even have to deal with, like, looking around the store. Yeah. Like, I could just do the, oh, oh, they don't have it? All right. Oh, they got it at this other location? Boom. Like, <laughs> yeah, boom. Ship that to me. Yeah, it is so great. It's it great. is, that is, that is one of the best things to come out of COVID. I agree. I agree. All right. So, uh, we, I can wrap it up real quick because my number one is, uh, short and simple. Uh, I had my fourth kid this year, uh, in, in September. And um, what makes this one so far uh, extra special is that she actually likes me already. And that's super <laughs> cool because, like, all my kids hate me till they're, like, two. And yes. once they get two, then they start loving me. And it's like, oh, okay, this is great. But the first two years fucking suck. Yeah, they and do. this one already likes me after three months. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like, this is easily my, like, best behaved kid so far. Like, as far as, like, crying a lot or or being fussy or not sleeping through the night and all this like she is just per like almost perfect at already at three months i'm like man this is our, this is our easiest one so far and it yeah it's been great and i mean like i said it's not hard to love your kids man and uh obviously if i'm dumb enough to have a have another one at 40 like my knees already fucked up and i'm having yeah, yeah. kids i gotta pick up right. like man man that get up that that getting up off the floor <laughs> yeah I can relate. No, I, I God bless you because I, I we done. We not doing that shit. No. We're not doing this no more. I look at it sometimes like, yo, you know, we got one, we got one more egg because <clears throat> we did IVF. We got one sitting in the incubator. I'm like, you know, we got one more. It's like, yeah, we're gonna donate that shit to science. This is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that part is over, fam. <laughs> I feel but I'm, I'm I'm always happy to see Mike. With his kids, and that's awesome. It's, it's, I, it's awesome. I enjoy I enjoy seeing people who enjoy their kids, man, who love their kids, and it's yeah. it's always it's always great, especially the narrative they have on black men. And oh yeah, don't. I love seeing people prove that narrative wrong. Yeah, on a, on a regular damn basis, a lot of damn bar so low. They be looking at you, looking at you like, oh, man, you're such a great dad. I I, I ain't doing shit. Like we you're literally in dad. the store. <laughs> Like, like, like being a great dad is zero. <laughs> That's a baseline. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not even putting effort. Like, oh, like I'm holding her hand and to keep yeah. her safe so she doesn't run off. And like, right. oh, she wants that toy. Oh, daddy, I want that. I had a, I, I, I had a good 2022. You want a toy? Shit, fuck it. Throw it in the cart. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. He's such a, he's such a great father. I mean, I, uh, what was the alternative? <laughs> not, all, not all of us is future. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But yeah, he's man, talented. Why do people like him so much? I don't know, man. I had. Like, I don't think he does anything well. I was <laughs> like, on the. I had the Peloton. I mean, I got the Peloton bike, and that was actually on this list because that should help keep me in shape. Because I, you know, when I'm not I need to get one stuck, of in a, stuck in that fucking house all day. Um, and they had a whole future ride, and I was listening. He was like, "This is one of the greatest artists of our generation," and I kind of feel like uh. The, the, you sure about that? Like, 
Like, cause I, I mean, I, I did the ride. I was like, some of these are bangers, but I can't tell them apart. Like, I don't know the names of none of these shits. Like, I, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this song, but I don't remember being something generational that I was like, oh man, I need to, rem- <laughs> I need to put this into the Rolodex. Remember this? Yeah, it's a Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, We're I know. Some old motherfuckers, man. Yeah, we are some old motherfuckers. <laughs> Roll one day, one day, my son's gonna ask me about that. He was like, Rolodex, what the fuck is a Rolodex? <laughs> what is a, ro- wrap- a Rolodex, daddy? <laughs> before, before we wrap up, I do want to get this last thought off just because what you just said about the Rolodex. Uh, my wife and my daughters were watching the, the Beauty and the Beast thing mm-hmm. on ABC, the mm-hmm. live action thing, and my daughter just could not wrap her head around why we had to sit through something that was not that. And I'm just like, she doesn't she will never understand commercials like that uh. she would never understand commercials she's like what is like what is this like why am i watching somebody <laughs> driving a car like what is this like can you she asked my wife she's like can you skip this like you fed like no like this is tv <laughs> like i can't we just gotta sit here and look why, at it why and she was like bewildered and i'm like terror. wow that's crazy. i love it that's I crazy love it. That is like crazy. she's sick she's never like she's never gonna know can we fast forward like, through this? No. Everything's gonna be digital. Like, like she's never, like she's never gonna. I don't, I don't see a world where she's gonna be sitting watching like television, like no. <laughs> like on it, like <laughs> like with an antenna. No. There is gonna be one day we're gonna be boomers. We're gonna be boomers, and we were like, back in my day, we used to watch commercials. And we were like, <laughs> man, get the fuck out of here. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Watching commercials. <laughs> who, who do you think I am? <laughs> you couldn't hit skip ad like right, no we exactly. had to watch it we had to, we had to watch the whole goddamn commercial like commercials is for poor people right <laughs> you couldn't pay for the commercial free version of the cable right. like, <laughs> no Absolutely. i would have though i would i would have to <laughs> I, I, I will say this before we go i uh because it was on sale i bought um hbo max the commercial version because mm-hmm. it was like it was like way cheaper and now that I have it and it's almost over, my scripture's almost over because I bought it for a year. I'm like, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta get these commercials out of here. <coughs> this, 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 that, this that bullshit, man. I got. Doesn't um, does the commercial version limit what you can watch too? Like you don't get the full library. I don't. I think. I think. It, I, I, I don't know. Discovery it. doing some wild shit. So from day to day to day, <laughs> yeah. it used to do that, but, but it I would, doesn't. Now. I would have said anyway. Don't skimp on HBO Max. Like if you're gonna uh, pay the full price for any service, it's that one. Yeah, if you, exactly. you want to skimp on the others, that's that's fine. Now I think yeah. it gives it gives you everything, but it puts commercials in everything. Mm. Like literally everything. You be watching the movie, all of a sudden the commercial come on. What the fuck is this? Oh no! Like, yeah, in the middle of a fucking movie. Yeah, it's, this happened to me twice. Like, why is there a commercial in this goddamn movie? You don't get this shit the fuck about here. Like, I, right. I was watching Hulu, which I don't mind. I like Hulu. Hulu has. Whose commercials are fucking real intrusive? Like they be like eight minutes long. Yeah. Like fam, <clears throat> like like I'm watching Kindred, and I'm barely hanging on to this fucking movie. And you got eight minute long. I mean this this TV show and these commercials are eight minute long. Like I'm not gonna make it, my guy. <laughs> this show is boring. And these and you got commercials. Like yeah. you you really want me to check out? <laughs> I could tell you about I. I paid for the ad free Hulu recently, but it, it's out of necessity, right? For what I do for my channel. And I'm watching, you know, a lot of stuff on Hulu. And what you said about the commercials being extra long was problem number one. But problem number two is like for me, when I'm trying to like break down these episodes, I'm like, okay, let me go see that scene again. Oh, if yeah. you 
take the slider back to a different, you got to start a commercial again. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this because I'm like, I can't, you know, I got to sit here and watch it without doing anything. Like, I I can't pause it and go back. I need to be able to move around without having to watch the commercial, without the ad again. So, yeah, I I struck for the ad-free version after that, but it is clutch. I I went and got the bundle. I got the bundle with that and ESPN. I already had ESPN Plus because that's what my wife watches North Carolina A&T games, the football games, and I already had Disney Plus because it's fucking Disney Plus, and I always been playing for Hulu, so I was like, you might as well just bundle all of this shit together, fam. Just make it a bundle. I got I got fortune. I get it all with uh, Verizon. They give you all that stuff for free. Yeah, I got HBO Max for free because I had AT&T. This was before they broke I have up. The, I have the same thing. I have the same thing. It's through my AT&T. Yeah. They had, um, I got files or fiber, AT&T fiber, which is the bee's knees, by the way, even though AT&T is trash, but it's, they, they're literally a fucking criminal organization, but their fiber optic is the bomb. <laughs> I have it, my phone. That's how I, how I got my HBO Max. Yeah, I'm, I'm sadly on my wife's. I'm on my wife's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, I work two jobs simultaneously. I'm on my wife's stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how I ended up here. I just remember one day she was like, you could be on my plan. And I'm like, do I, right. pay, do I have to pay the bill? No, I got it. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> I guess I'm on this plan now. <laughs> I guess I'm on it. And, and come, you know, nine years later, we're married, got kids, and still here. And when I call you, my my name comes up as Willie Atkinson, which is her dad. So that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm surprised she knocked on the door, man. I'm surprised she didn't shut this shit down a long time. She must be asleep because she. Your door position feels like one of those, like a viral video where someone walks in in the background and you don't know it. Yeah. Like I kept feeling like somebody gonna walk in that door. She did. She did at one point. I had to like. Oh, I didn't even see. Like, I had to wave her because she came in. It was about like ten fifty. About two something. hours ago. It was about two hours ago. <laughs> I was, and honestly, she gonna be like, "What time is it coming to bed?" Like, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going in the house. Uh, I'm still gonna do my time. So after we yeah. after we wrap this up, I'm gonna cut the light off and get high yeah. and watch uh watch Southside. <laughs> we we might should end this episode now. Yeah, we, we probably should. This this is this is this the point where you uh, shut yeah. the party down. These are like <laughs> you have to take this and someone had to listen to this two hour episode. <laughs> yeah, just we just like, rambling and shit. We just rambling and shit. Like they can start talking about their Hulu packages. I, oh. I cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I bundled it up. Like, all right, yeah, let's go. All right, all right this, this is over. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting in the middle we talk about Kanye, but then we start talking about Hulu. I was like, oh, Hulu and free with Verizon. What the fuck is this, an ad? Oh, man. Well, I'm going to find you guys there before we go. Uh, all right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, my, uh, my personal Twitter account, at Michael underscore Aaron. And then uh, my Twitter account for my one mic, which I uh, post all my stuff on, and I live tweet MMA stuff. That's at One Mic Network. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, just search One Mic. Uh, Facebook. Uh, I have a Discord. Any of my videos, you can find a link to the Discord in the uh, episode description. And I think that's it. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, man. Um, you can find me on my website, womikehistory.com. All of my content is uh, pretty much encompassed um, in there. You know, you want to listen to audio. I have plenty of links to your preferred audio platform. I'm also on YouTube. I post all my content on YouTube. We are also on, on TikTok where I post clips of my videos 
on on TikTok at One Mike History. I'm on Twitter where I post the same fucking videos that I post on TikTok on Instagram. Um, is at One Mike underscore History. I'm also on Twitter till Elon Musk fucks it up even further at One Mike History. You can also catch me at the Cut Podcast where I am a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a regular regular ass person. Um, also, yeah, you want to collaborate or you want to just reach out to me? You want to talk history? I'm always down. Reach out. I enjoy the conversation. Oh, I also think we should point out the spelling uh, differences. Yes, <laughs> that's have, very uh, important. Same name. So, yeah. So his one mic is uh, like microphone, M-I-C. Yes. And mine is one mic like my name, M-I-K-E. If you, you search Which, one mic on YouTube with, with his spelling, you're going to yeah, find Nas. You find, yeah, you can <laughs> find Nas. Which is also a play on Nas and my name and my dad. My dad was doing this one mic thing. So it's I, also... It's, and that's the same reason for mine. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also kind of like of note, and we can end on this, uh, another good note about the year. When I first started doing this, I remember I, I got into it a little bit and I searched one mic on YouTube and I it took forever for me to find anything. And then now if I search it, I find I immediately see myself and I see Nas and I say, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's a win. That is absolutely that's absolutely a fucking win. I remember um, on another on the same similar note. I remember when um, I first started on YouTube and my videos wouldn't show wouldn't show up. Or if you looked up a topic, it wouldn't even show in the first eight pages. And now when you look up topics, my topics are some of the first topics that you find. And some of the first, you know, things that people click on when they're looking for information on a particular topic. So, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm working on five thousand subscribers, and we let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Support my brothers, and we are out. Peace. Peace. Oh man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you want more content, go on Patreon.com. Slash a Delvin Cox experience. There we have exclusive shows, exclusive interviews, and a lot more stuff, including hard answers with Jody B. And we also have the DD podcast with my son Delvin Jr. and On Shuffle with Mike Fowler. Special shout out to Patreon producers Mikey Famine and Ghost Rider UK. Last but certainly not least, check out All Blurred Everything anywhere you get podcasts. I'm out.